hello there. This is the Hogcast pre-show. Is that what we call it now when we don't have like we're not in character and not doing a bit? Yeah, but I we think are, but we're the never show in character, hasn't started. What's that? We're never in character, by the way. Well, no. If we ever did, <laughs> if we ever had like a character bit, we would tell you that we're be- becoming a character. Right, right. But we've only just now started doing the pre-show in recent episodes because uh, I can't think of anything good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we once had our friend of the show Shane Hosey on, and we had a draft of Hanna Barbera cartoon characters. That was good. That was a good. That was a good idea. And that would have been Hogcast pre-show. Yeah. This is like, uh, what's the thing they do before uh, Dynamite every week? <laughs> the, well, I mean, on pay-per-views, it's the the buy-in. Okay. But uh, I think we said the same count- shit last count- last episode. <laughs> Countdown to AEW. Yeah. Whatever, you know, folks, This is our dark uh, elevation is what we said literally last episode. <laughs> I mean, Big Show isn't... The Big Show is watching us and commenting on us podcasting, but is also vaping during this broadcast. Whereas during Elevation, I don't think i've heard him vape once but i don't watch it very often uh, how are you supposed to watch wrestling without being able to vape <laughs> well, excuse me not the big show no more ps no more bs paul white excuse me my bad sorry oh. well anyway everybody knows what today is it's daddy's day <laughs> that's what we've been calling it for all our lives and we've been saying it yep and if you if love... you think different you've been mandela affected <laughs> You've been, that's my, by the way, my favorite game, Mandela Effect, where you play as Commander Shepard. Uh, Shepard. This is uh, my least little... favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, uh, so Alan, you know, we never do enough for papas and daddies. And... We're always talking about MILFs. Yeah, you know, as a MILF hunter, as the MILF hunter of the night, a blade equivalent, I don't know if I kill the MILFs or not. I definitely don't. But I do mm. hunt them when you interpret that, what that means. Now, now are, you, are you still trying to find the MILF walker, the, the, <laughs> the legendary half-MILF? Milfius? <laughs> the living MILF? Yeah, Milfius, the living MILF. Uh, yes, I am searching for her. Okay, and, so what uh, would be a daywalker in MILF terms? Would that be somebody that like adopted a kid but has never actually had a kid? Is that I what guess, a MILF would be? She's just a MILF who walks around in a tank top in the daylight. That's what I'm looking for. So don't Honestly, yeah, are. a MILF that, that has like a bandolier of of like silver bullets and stuff. Yeah. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. Also, a MILF uh, with the with the uh with the fucking uh the fade of uh of Wesley Snipes, man. That's a good look. <laughs> what was the thing in the Miles Morales Thor comic, the the fade of Odin? What oh god, don't even get By me started. The- don't get me started on that shit. I'm just so fucking mad. <laughs> Why would man? Um, Odin, not a good daddy. Mm. No, no. Uh, he, maybe he wasn't that universe. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I couldn't tell you anything. He was kind of there for two minutes, at getting a paycheck. Love Hopkins, but uh, you know. So, but we're not focusing on bad daddies today. We're focusing on good daddies. Daddies that we love. Daddies that we respect. Mm-hmm. Daddies that are uh, there for us and hold us and treat us with love and care. That's right. The good daddies. I want to say and- one thing about Odin, though. <laughs> uh, it's weird that Odin's whole thing is that he goes to sleep. That's the only thing we know about him in the MCU <laughs> is that he goes to sleep. He goes to sleep sometimes. <laughs> 
Odin is my favorite character. He's the big nap taker is his, his power. And it's called the Odin sleep whenever he sleeps. <laughs> That's so fucking He's like, yeah, this guy's my dad's so cool and everything. He just has to take a nap sometimes. <laughs> Listen, you know, I mean, uh, that's as much of a character trait as anything in the MCU. It's like, what's Captain it's... America's personality that he likes watching a movie? He likes oh, America. I, I just watched, uh, I just watched uh, Total Drama Island. <laughs> Pretty crazy I would stuff. love him if he if he said if he was talking about Cartoon Network shows that he watched. <laughs> I'm watching the Steven Universe stuff. It's quite illuminating. I'm learning a lot about consent. That we uh, didn't know in the 1940s. Let me tell you about the anti-racist baby. <laughs> can, can you still consume... <laughs> it's so weird to say this. Consume the anti-racist baby, like... Is, like Saturn devouring the print? sun? Oh, wait. Oh. Like, was it based off a book series? Or was it, like... Because it was a book series, right? You can still so. go to Bard's Nobles and pick up some great anti-racist baby products. Yes, yeah, there's tons of books about the anti-racist baby. But you can't, okay, I was just worried with the cancellation of the show, that wasn't the end of the anti-racist baby phenomenon that's sweeping the bookshelves. Yeah, you, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other anti-racist baby merch you can buy. You can probably <laughs> buy, like, anti-racist baby clothes, so that way you you know that your baby's anti-racist baby now. Dude, um, I, would, I would love to owe, like, a four, $450 babe sweatshirt with the anti-racist baby. I would love to own the anti-racist baby bape. <laughs> uh, we should get baby babes. We should get a boss baby bape. Uh, baby who else babes. does collabs? I guess uh, the uh, supreme, supreme. anti-racist baby. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Well, I can't think anti-racist of Anti-racist baby ex omo cat. <laughs> <laughs> then you see people at cons wearing it with like the Gura shirt or whatever, but. Um, <laughs> there is nothing worse than I can imagine is wearing a, an anti-racist baby shirt and then an Ahagao zip up hoodie over it. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, they have a sign. They have a they have a sign up in, in front of AX that says, "If you spot this man, this is Fatal Pulse. Tackle him. <laughs> Kill his ass. He's not allowed in the country anymore. This is the, the only person twisted enough to wear an outfit like this." Now I'm wondering if has there ever been a high end brand that has put out their own version of the Ahigao, like a Supreme Ahigao? There needs to be one. I need to talk to like Ravi or somebody who knows more about brands than I do because I just my go to's Bape. Mm-hmm. Um, now have they done any NFT Bapes? <laughs> they should do that, right? I guess. I mean, there were Funko Pop NFTs. Yeah, oh, how does that was it? Was it an NFT of a Funko Pop, or did they make yeah, a Funko it, it Pop? Yeah, it kind of bummed your... me out. It was like Bob Ross. Oh, I was thinking maybe they're like say like, hey, if you buy this NFT of this like stupid ape or whatever, we will t- give you the Funko Pop version of the ape, and then you would have a fungible right. statue of your little guy from your uh, your NBC TV show that's coming out. <laughs> well, maybe there will be NFTs of what we're about to describe here, Alan. Yes. Um. So, so often, you know, when we start these recordings, we are always stuck on little adventures and going here's, there's, and where's. And uh, never, never very often do we have a chance just to sit down and talk like adults. And Alan proposed, pitched, I would say, a great concept for Daddy's Day, which is at the Mount Dadmore, which would be, who, who would we, which, which four daddies would we have anointed across the, the mountain, a beautiful mountain that's sacred to a native people? <laughs> yes. Dads would we put into that to ruin We're, it. We will be doing a land acknowledgement before we uh, inaugurate <laughs> Mount Dadmore. 
Um, also, by the way, none of the presidents will are good daddies, and none of them will be on our Mount Daddy. That's for Unless, sure. That's for damn sure. Can you think of any? Um, oh. was there any? I mean, George Bush did get his son elected. That's a pretty good move for him, but he's a very evil dad. You don't daddy. think he could have done it on his own? <laughs> he's so charismatic and smart. Otherwise, so like he's, I don't. He really, he's got that energy. There's just something about him that like makes me want to go into battle and war with him. I now I like John Quincy Adams uh, wanting to go into the center of the earth to find the mole men, but that was something he did, not his dad. So now that it is, I established a few hog casts ago that we're basically the modern Hannity and Combs. Combs, I don't remember. Yes, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm the Republic crazy, and you're the leftist loon. I freaking love George W. Yep. He's just, he just, you know, and I like all of his decisions, which I'm not going to bring up now. He said, get her done before. <laughs> but that's Larry the Cable Guy. He said it, though. He said it, too, though, didn't he? <laughs> what the hell? That was the uh, whole thing. He... Like, I feel like that was like how he won the, tw- 2000, the 2004 election is he said, get her done. <laughs> right, right, right. Let me see. Let me see. Get did Mater her... ever say get her done? Oh, I'm sure he did. Did Mater ever say get her done? Did Mater say? Let's see. <laughs> it popped up for you. That was the first thing. The two things. Did Mater say get her done? Does Mater say dad gum? I, it says here Mater did say get her done. So thank you, Pixar. Thank you for Lightyear. He does say You it. know, it was Andy's favorite movie. And I love Andy. And Andy isn't like this creepy guy who's weirdly obsessed with his childhood toys. <laughs> and I respect Andy so much well, that I will go see a boot. Andy, like, is a close friend of mine, and I'll go see Lightyear because he loved that movie. And this is not some weird or manipulative marketing tactic by Disney to have a fictional character love a movie that's out now. It's so cool. Also, uh... What if, like, what if, like, the new Pirates of the Caribbean came out, they're like, this is Andy's favorite movie. This is... That's really fun. (laughs) Andy's favorite movie, turned out, was Anti-Racist Baby. Oh my god. Andy's favorite movie, weirdly enough, was John Carter. Nobody else saw it but him. He liked now, that it. would rule. If he had a John Carter toy. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a great series to get into because the toys are probably dirt cheap at the time, but then it, maybe they'd be worth how much is a John I'm Car- fucking Carter tor- toy? I'm gonna fucking torrent John Carter of Mars right now because I'm gonna I, watch See the shit. funny part about it, I almost went and saw that movie because I read the books in uh high school. Um uh, um, and you'll never guess why. Wait, why? Um, because the they had the the Red Princess of Mars, who's like, what was her name again? Oh, I know I what you're talking. Yeah, she there's like a, a she fantasy, was naked like a on. Mo- she's basically wearing yeah. a space bikini on the cover. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It had the best cover in the school library, and I said, I guess I'm gonna read these. And they're not. I mean, they're fun. I'm they're whatever you know some waypoint article that they're colonialist or whatever, which oh, is I'm probably sure. true. Oh, they are. He's like a Confederate soldier, right? <laughs> I, I forgot. Yeah, he is. He's like but, a um, Confederate soldier sick. who like gets like a whisk. This is also the start of like all the secret space program stuff that people believe in, I think, because Hell they yeah, basically dude. believe that like, yeah, my consciousness flew to Mars and I was fighting, uh, I was fighting alien bugs for uh, 20 years. And then my consciousness flew back. That's sick. That's what their whole well, thing is. She wore a space bikini on the cover, and I, I had to read that book. And you know what? Look at me now. I'm li- I'm a literary guy. Yeah, it's true. That's what started you on books. Now, in the, uh, I should say, in the uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen universe, uh, John Carter of Mars has been living on Mars for a while, and he's become a Lawrence of Arabia figure. It's insanely sick. 
that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Also, he they're basically both the same colonialist figure, so it totally makes sense to just combine them together. Beautiful. Hell yeah. But uh, any at any point, I'll start off with my first daddy for the list. Now, this is an unorthodox pick, but Kasuma Kiryu. He's never had yeah. sex, but he... And this, he's the, we talked last week about the Immaculate Milf. He's the Immaculate Dilf. <laughs> this man has never had sex, but he's, but no. nobody would deny that he is a daddy. No, I, I a hundred percent agree. He is a powerful fixture. The deadly vibes he gives off. He raises people in side quests that in game time are only 20 minutes in real world time are probably about an hour or two. Yeah, but he I think you get more fathering from him in about two hours than your dad gives you in about two or three years. He's just he gives off powerful dad abilities and dad yeah. powers. And well, and, and don't forget, he adopted all those orphans <laughs> because he, too, is yeah. from an orphanage. And yeah, and the only reason he, he could have sex whenever he wants, and I bet he would like to. But um, he somebody told him le, what the le petite mort is, you know, the small death. Uh-huh. And he was like, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never have a woman experience a small death in any way. I could so never hurt a woman it like out that. Of res- yeah, he only respects, it's out of deference to the woman. It's true. He simply respects women too much. Um, and have that, sex that, with them. And that's me actually too. So I just that, is, say, that is true. I would just like, don't, it's like, just, yeah, it's a good idea. It's like, I'm just not going to subject a woman to myself. <laughs> I will. You don't have to phrase it like that. Well, that's how I kind of uh, feel sometimes, but more just like emotionally. It's like I don't want, I, I don't want to have to. I, nobody should have to deal with me right now. Well, that's just because you're your proud warrior spirit. You know, um, you would, you might have, you start beating your chest like a damn gorilla. That is true because I am the professor. Yes, <laughs> I can't anyway. subject a woman to my haikus. No, it's true. It would. It's. True. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Russ, who's your who's your daddy? Um, you know, what does he do? We started in the east. Now we're heading back west. That's right, folks. Uh, a, a a daddy who's so famous, he has a literal genre of sandwiches named after him. That's right, folks. Dagwood. Dagwood of Blondie comic fame is my first uh, daddy. Ooh. Um, you know, he's only a four and his wife's a damn ten. And you know what? He doesn't even care because all he wants is the he wants a bite of the damn sandwich. And his boss is always mistreating him. He's one of he's like you or I. He's He's a all American hero. He's from the 1920s. He married one of the flappers who are historically the most beautiful women of all time. Probably mm-hmm. uh, just, just a legend. One of the great daddies of all time. Dagwood from Blondie. That's that's a, that's a fantastic choice Russ. I never expected <laughs> Dagwood from Blondie. You don't think of him as a dad that much. Uh, he's got kids or maybe it's his like nephew or he has something. One kid. He has one kid. He has one kid. Does who's Dagwood's son. Cause I've seen, he's got a kid. Dagwood's I think it was son. a girl, wasn't it? It's Baby Alexander. Dumpling and Alexander. Baby Dumpling. That's pretty good. You know what? Oh, and he had a daughter too. That was that baby was that not Baby Dumpling? Yeah, no, Baby Dumpling was the son, Alexander. Oh yeah. Uh Dagwood Bumstead. That's yeah, that's a weird name. Um <laughs> but you know what? It's making me laugh and he's eating the big sandwich. And you know what? Shouts out to Dagwood, one of the legends, one of the greats. Wow. Uh, I had, hold on, Russ. I had the, I had the fucking pick in my head, 
And then I started thinking about Dagwood's sandwiches, <laughs> and then I, it, it disappeared for a second. Give me one second to get this back. Uh, hopefully it wasn't Jared Fogle, because you got switched up <laughs> no. on sandwiches. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm putting him on the, what's the opposite of Ma- uh, Mount Rushmore? Uh, well, so Mount Rushmore is very bad, so the opposite of it would be something good, which we can't... Uh, no, yeah, I would have put... Well, I guess the opposite of Mount Rushmore is Mount Dadmore. That's, is the opposite of Rush Dad? Because dads love Rush. The band. Hmm. <laughs> 2112. <laughs> dads fucking love songs about red barquettas. Uh, dads love libertarian music. That's true. The trees. The t- was that was that song explicitly libertarian? That was just about. Trees. I don't think trees was. I think Tom Sawyer was libertarian. Now that's definitely yeah. That's that's definitely libertarian <laughs> somehow. Okay, uh, but to be a dad uh, is also to be libertarian to some degree. I think. Do you do you have your do you have another? Who I'm just uh, going to come up with a new one because I can't remember that one off the top of I my mean, head. Let me think about listen, this. I mean, uh, we could go to like just do one of the standards. Like you know, we go back to our. Or we go too too much uh, like uh, Metal Gear or Joe yeah. I mean, I mean, I suppose I suppose uh, Big Boss is the ultimate dad in some regards. But set, in many ways, he became the most evil dad. <laughs> he did become the most evil dad, and also his sons were clones of him. So I don't know if that counts right. or if that counts more. Is I always, you know, it's funny. I mean, I was thinking more of the medic. Oh, he did, he did take one of his nicest boys and turn them into a demon. But I'm already a demon, Kaz. You know that kind of stuff. That's true. That's true. Uh oh, ha! I've got it. Favorite dad, or a good the next dad for this? The sorrow. <laughs> he loved his son so much that even in death, he was just hanging around. Hey, listen. Uh, the, you the, know the ghost dad, but rest, less problematic. Let me just say that. <laughs> Don't even get me started about Leonard Part 6. Oh, no. Uh, I don't actually have anything to tell you about Leonard Part 6 besides I know the title and the star, which we will not... He, that guy's not making it off Mount Dadmore. Nope. Him and Jared. <laughs> not, yep. not, not liking it. Which means they're going to be put on the normal Mount Rushmore, I think, <laughs> by our logic. Yeah, we're going to put it there. You know, that would be a good way for us. You know, if we wanted to get Mount Rushmore destroyed, you could just like deface it to make it like Bill Cosby, Jared Fogel, Louis C.K. Uh, does the government own it or does a private corporation own it? Oh, wait, what's the freaking difference? Look it up. 1873 when the the, the Americas became a, a corporation for the first time. Your, oh, your name's in all caps on your birth certificate. And that means you're a legal entity. Binksy. Banksy will also not make it on a Mount Dadmore because I don't know if he has any damn kids or not. I don't even know if he, he has a damn face. Bra- he did create Mr. Brainwash, who's kind of his child, but it's more of an art project. Than Is Mr. Person. Robot his kid, too? <laughs> no, Mr. Robot's dad. <laughs> the dad and Mr. Robot not making the list. Uh, spoiler alert for the show. Anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, did I cut out? No, no, no. <laughs> you guys. Get- no, I just don't know anything about what happened to Mr. Robot. Oh boy! Anyway, well, I had, uh, that show ended in an interesting way. Anyway, um, Alan, please, what's your daddy? No, I said the sorrow. Oh, so it's my 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 yeah. turn now. Yep, your turn now. Okay, um, my number two. Um, this might be recency bias. So if my feelings change on the subject, please, I'm, I apologize, but I'm feeling it right now. 
Billy Gunn of the Gun Club, on, in, currently signed to AEW, the okay. father of the two ass boys. So, <laughs> shouts out to Billy Gunn, the original ass man. He loves weed. He loves asses. He loves his big ass. And he, and he I think he's a dad to aspire to because he loves all asses. Is my, now, hold, my opinion. now, hold on. Now, hold on. Why are they called the ass boys? <laughs> <laughs> well, because his... Okay, so Billy Gunn was the ass man. Okay. And then his son... His sons joined AEW in a stable called The Gun Club, and they were friends with Cody, but then Cody left, and then Billy Gunn felt mad that um, he wasn't getting the respect he deserved, so then he made his sons bad. He told his sons to be bad, which now that I'm saying it out loud might not be good, but I still respect him. And Danhausen, the the villainous clown man who is in AEW's employee right now, called them the ass boys. Mm-hmm. Was it him who started it, or did he just popularize it? I don't remember. Anyway, so now the ass man has his tag team sons, the ass boys. Okay. That's pretty good. I was hoping they'd have more, like, ass theming, I mm, guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, his finisher, he does drop, does an ass drop. He does drop his ass on people. He, That's he, pretty good. That's good enough. Shouts out to Billy Gunn. Respect, mad respect to Billy Gunn, and uh, he's my number two on the Mount. Ask more. I mean, Mount Dad more. Uh, okay. I know what mine is. Another ass man of sorts. The chairman from prison school. <laughs> he he's one. He's a devoted father who cares about his daughters a lot. Uh, our, our lists kind of parallel each other in a way. Yeah, kind of. It's almost like we didn't really have that many ideas, and we we're just kind of riffing <laughs> off each other. But uh. But okay, so first of all, uh, a man who champions asses above all else and uses no, asses to d- discern the characters, of the the uh, the moral character of people. Um, he also right, right. didn't he have some like weird fucking like James Bond type adventures with like him doing like weird shit, like uh, off screen. Uh, the last couple issues of that comic, uh, uh, or I guess chapters and volumes and such, I could not tell you what happened. I enjoyed it. I was smiling and laughing and having a good time, but. Everything um. <laughs> after the everything after the uh, the big uh, whatever the fuck that game is where they were stacking up on each other like a human pyramid when they were doing like chicken or whatever. Everything after that I can't remember. But um, here's according to the wiki, he is seen outside of school driving a sports car and picks up a well endowed hitchhiker who he soon drives off. He drives through a forest, crashes, and smashes his phone, and then he gets stuck in a river for like the next few chapters. Very and, sick. And Everything he wakes up. Really he wakes up, me. regains his consciousness, and remembers nothing but his ass fetish and his incomplete journey. So he, oh, he—that's what I remember. He he loses his memories. He does like a Dougie Jones. Oh, that's so cool, man. He's. I need to reread Prison School sometime. I should do that. This yeah, guy. That, this guy rules. Yeah, I'm. I'm liking everything I hear. I'm. I'm. I'm liking everything I hear. We really need that season two to just happen already. True. Um, I was going to say, I was kind of, I feel like my next one's kind of predictable because he has a daddy in his name. Oh, but I feel like we're not here to celebrate the most obscure daddies. We're here to reference the most beloved daddy. So you know what? Doggy daddy. It is doggy daddy of Oggy doggy and doggy daddy fame. Um, nothing but mad respect to the doggy clan and what they bring to the table. Mad respect shouts out doggy daddy and Oggy doggy. Uh, I, I watched Doggy Daddy cartoons on, um, uh, 
boomerang mm-hmm. and i i have visions of them but i could not tell you what happened in any of them i don't even know like what the construct of an episode is like you would um uh like a yogi bear or a flintstones or there's whatever no, there's you no know? formula for augie doggy and doggy daddy <laughs> i really they probably just walked around and just commented on stuff and he'd be like "Ooh, i love my boy augie doggy Ooh, i love him I mean that's you that's know, the so. that's the dad dream of just kind of walking around chilling with your dad and he tells <laughs> talks about how much he loves you. Oh yeah, pretty good. Um, okay, yeah, uh, doggy daddy, Alan, who do you have? Oof. Okay, let me think of it. This one. Uh, okay, I know it's cliche, but Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. First um, of all, okay. We first of all, we all know that he's a, that he's basically Gohan's dad. But did you also right. think he's also kind of his own dad because he's because the <laughs> previous him spit, thinking about it, if he spit out an egg that became the the current him. So think about it, it. He's the first recursive daddy on the list. He's the father of himself. He's daddy's all the way down, and that kind of makes him like a squared, like a daddy squared. Um. Yeah, I agree. I, you know what? Thumbs up. I, I approve this choice a hundred percent. So what's, so you're Mount Dadmore's in full now. Well, so wait, I had, I had Kiryu. I had, uh, second one I said, fuck the sorrow, the sorrow. And then I said, uh, no, that's only three. We've only done three, right? Oh, so Russ, it's your turn now. Okay. Okay. I feel like I've already done four though. Wait, who did you do? This will be my fourth. Yeah, this will be your fourth. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, apologies, listeners. You're probably what now, is he fucking talking about? I, I'm, I'm. Look, I've been vaping all day. <laughs> <laughs> I've been vaping Delta Eight all day. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> it's Sunday. Okay. And then, as we have this conversation, I'm losing who my fourth daddy is. Oh, of course, this is easy. Jango Fett. Ooh. Jango Fett, who would go on to raise Boba Fett. He's also a recursive follow- daddy. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah, you got me. Uh yeah, and he worked with the Kaminoans and he's technically all the dads of all the clone troopers which uh worked out well for everybody. Great daddy. Um thank you Jango for your service. Mm-hmm. Um getting your dick pumped by the weird white guys and creating an, a veritable army of uh you know Commander Cody. Uh-huh. Um you know, all the other the Bad Bunch. I didn't. I watched an episode of that cartoon. Was it the? Was it called the Bad Bunch? The yeah, because they because they were bad. They were the bad clones that had defects. But it, really, it was their defects that were their strengths all along. Wait, so did they have like? Did they have like mutant powers and shit? Was that the deal or like? Yeah, one of them was like a sniper with like he had like an eye that I was like. Why didn't they do that I, for all the stormtroopers? Don't think too hard about it, Alan. This is like when you. This is like when in Bioshock Two they told me you're the prototype Big Daddy that was the best Big Daddy <laughs> of them all, and we stopped making them good. Um, hey, that's a hey. If you need a fourth daddy, that's not a bad one. No, I think I've got. I know who my fourth daddy is. <laughs> Don't I, say Booker Dewitt. No, or I'll get mad. That also. He he, okay, you know what? He's on the, kick your ass. He because he had a weird incestuous relationship with his daughter. He's on Wait, the. What? Isn't that the whole thing that he's like in love with Elizabeth, who's actually his daughter? I don't know if they maybe. Uh, listen, I'll have to message Ken Levine on that one. The intricacies. The it's deep. a, it's a, that's a whole thing, isn't it? No, I, I didn't pick that up at all. But you know, 
I mean, it's such a rich text. It was such a rich text. It did kill. I mean, Roger we, Ebert. We saw. We Lip saw. We saw the kid with the French bread jumping up and down in France. Oh, gay Paris. Oh man, I didn't play the DLC, so don't. I know anything could happen. That was the DLC. It was the French kid jumping up and down with the bread. I think Wait, the what? DLC. Did you not ever see that shit? I gotta play Bioshock Infinite again just Bioshock, to get mad at it. Bioshock I'm normal. Infinite. Kid bread. Uh, hold on. This will. It's. You've never heard of Bread Boy? Let me show no, you. Oh, why? Why? Um, here it is. Here it is. Perfect. Let me send you this. I can't believe you've never seen this. <laughs> they they really want it to communicate that you're in Paris, so they have a boy <laughs> dancing around a pole with a big <laughs> loaf of bread. That's what they did in the DLC. That happened to me. I was there in France, and he was dancing around. So that's real, God, is what damn. you're saying. That's real. The bread boy's there, and he said hi to me. He said, oh, bonjour. <laughs> bonjour, uh, Diamond Russ. Bonjour. <laughs> bonjour, Diamond Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play Bioshock Infinite. I'm gonna set that shit to easy and get mad at it again. So that is the that is the funny thing is that that DLC is just them doing Bonjour Diamond Jim to Elizabeth as she walks through France for That's a while. That's tight, actually. It's, it, there's some you, other stuff you, that happened. I, I don't have, I don't know. I'm assuming your feelings on Bioshock Infinite were the same as everyone else's, where it felt like a mass illusion happened to us. Yeah, we got the first. We, somebody cast a spell on us. The prequel, it, it was the inverse of the prequels where there was a spell cast upon us that made us believe that, uh, that it was, um, we, we believed were it was good. Um, and when we, truly they were good and we were just told that we, they weren't good or, you know, and then we, we, now we have this mass spell where Bioshock infinite was like real and we all liked it and it was good. And then we, we people came back a few years later and like, wait, wait, why, why, why did the ghost mom show up to kill Booker DeWitt? Why is why, there a ghost mom in this? Yeah, why Why was there one a ghost mom enemy type that appeared in, for one boss fight or something? Um, right. That, why were there little the boys of silence? Who are these boys of silence? Why am I supposed to care? And you know what was so cool is because they had hyped it up so much. They showed us like all this concept art beforehand. And then only like maybe three fourths of it got put in the final game. And like anyway, so we're like occasionally there would be like a boy of silence. It's like, why were they just in one level? Why did you show us that? Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, the co- I guess it's because the concept art was cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that was that was so fucking weird. You know what? I'm going to blame it on that was that was Obama era delusion. I think Where we thought we thought that like we thought that, like, no, you can't be too far left. You got to be right in the middle. It was the, that was when centrism we thought was working. I think Dan Levine t- was the Obama of uh, video games, I guess, is what you're saying. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think he's the Obama of video games, basically. Uh, he'd probably be happy about that. I mean, that, that he would not. There would not be anything that he would love to hear more than being the Obama of video games. <laughs> this is make him smile. This isn't a compliment, Ken. Come on, no, the I'm show. Saying, we'll I'm, chat. Uh, I'm saying you're like a, a you're a hollow husk of a man, Ken. But <laughs> oh no, Alan, no! I was just gonna have Ken on. Oh. You did, you were, we wanted to talk about how it's wrong to kill people uh, on both sides because there's <laughs> it's true it do be well, like, like Trump that. I'm always like, saying that well like 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 our favorite guy is always saying there were good people on both sides <laughs> if you think about it yeah he could have reacted to Bioshock Infinite the exact same way as Obama think about it um, anyway anyway man what a fucking stupid ass game Alan I want to hear your final daddy 
you know, my final daddy. Wait, what's that I hear? A buzzing of wings? <laughs> wait, are we doing it in the pre-show? Yes. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Go. Oh, Alan, why'd you call me Alan? I'm so tired. Usually I come later because I am sleeping now. Alan, Alan, <laughs> I'm so tired. Watto, I, I hate to wake you up, but you know what day it is today? Uh, is it the Toydarian Freedom Day? It is also that, but it's also Father's Day on Earth, and we were. Uh, Alan, what you mean? You're you've been a great. You were a great father to Anakin, and I think you deserve to be on our Mount Dadmore. Oh, Alan, don't say such a thing. I I do not deserve honor. Oh, Alan. Oh, but you you did the you did the hardest thing a dad can do, which is to give up their kid for a better life. Uh, with oh, with some magic Alan. with some magic uh, space priests. Oh, Alan, I know that by gambling ruse, you could see through it like I was a, like I'm a tubid actor. Oh, Alan. Oh, of course. I know you too well, Wado. I know you far too well. You read me like a damn book, Alan. Yep, this is like my fucking triple R realization of me meeting Wado (laughs) and realizing like, oh, I totally understand this. Your hands are clasped and your hand is turning red and Wado's is turning um, watery blue instead of his regular blue. Yeah, there, Watto and I did save a kid uh, from falling off a bridge one time. Anyway, the minute's <laughs> over, Watto. Bye. <laughs> Which is funny because he could just hover in general. He has a Toydarian gas sack that allows him to float about. Yeah, but it's not uh, enough to hold a, to, to support a, to He has hollow Toydarian bones, obviously. So, so did he, you ride the horse or did you ride the motorcycle? Uh, well, so I was, uh, let's see, <laughs> I was on the, I was on the horse and then I was also the bottom of the human mech we formed at the uh, end of the movie. Wait. You know, when oh, he sat on yes, each other's yes, shoulders yes. and turned and did the yes. fucking Venture Brothers thing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They, it is that exact same shit, but it worked. And it was, remember when they climbed the fucking guard tower <laughs> like a human yeah. centipede? The dude, the guy had so much lower body, like core strength. And like, like he could open a beer can with his belly button. This dude's crazy. God, they were just so fucking ripped. I'm glad that that Kojima likes triple R because that means that like these guys might like appear as like bosses in a game or something. That's sick. Actually death stranding two or the Margaret Qualley drama. They'll well, what, what'll probably be is they'll just like scan in those guys faces and they'll be like in bunkers like Conan O'Brien or something. Yes. That'll be pretty they'll cool. They'll be though. enemies and you have to reunite their bromance. That would be cool. If you have to re you have to reconnect them. You have to uh, with you have to, to build that bridge. You have to link them together with rope. They'll be like, no salsa, no flamenco, the Desi Notch. Yes. Oh, man. If you could do the fight, if they need to put a, that, that fucking dance sequence like that in a, in a Kojima game, I think Dude, he could pull I it would, off. I think he could do it. I, that must have been just like a religious experience for him because that, ter- <laughs> for a guy that loves movies being movies and likes like cheesy action movie bullshit. That is that is like something that is like we have not seen an American movie do this kind of thing, <laughs> maybe ever. It was just like um, wild. Speaking of uh, things that haven't been done in a while, welcome to Hogcast Speedy Delivery, the number one independent song pizza podcast on the planet. I'm your host Russ Walsh. With me, as always, my co-host Alan Black. Welcome, Alan. Yes. Um, <laughs> we welcome. haven't started the show in a while because we're 30 minutes in and haven't. We we were still in the pre-show. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why we decided to do that before the uh, this, the first segment, but whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Listen, I we have I, a flexible show. Listen, there is nobody that's people, listening to this episode for the first time. Listen, we know we're that. more freaking we're more freaking random than uh Bill Maher's Club Random. Does he have a Club Random? 
You know, oh, <laughs> you don't know about this? this is, is this like a... That's is, the Club Random is his, like, basement podcast where he harasses women, cool. female celebrities. Cool. Who, Ro, wait, was it, who was it? Rose, younger actress? Rose McGowan? I don't remember. Rose Tico? Oh, boy. Rose Tico well, Bill Maher would be very funny. Well, Rose McGowan has some bad things to say about Bill Maher from this Google search. I cannot remember who this actress on he had that looked visibly uncomfortable to be there. But anyway, I think Club that's Random. A, that's most people being around Bill Maher in general. Is they're just like, Ugh. Oh, yeah. He's a complete slime ball. And that's what I'm trying to get to. Because the more slimy you are, the bigger in showbiz you're going to get. So, well, you know what? I'm hoping by the end of 2022, I'll, I will literally, you know, look like the God Emperor of Dune. Uh-huh. Or Baron Harkonnen in the latest movie where I'm going to come out of a slime pit. You know, I, I saw it from an Instagram video that got recommended to me. Uh, a snail's a snail slime is so strong that they can move over a razor blade and that will be you against your haters. <laughs> once you develop enough slime, you will just move I past like the, the haters. That people have tried to kill Bill Maher multiple times and like run a, a razor blade across his neck and it just, the slime is too much. I, he's kind of, he has kind of like a reverse vitamin C going on. But if you get salt on him, he'll die. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah. If you do that, you'll die. And also he can have sex with anything. <laughs> <laughs> well he tries to yeah he definitely tries creep. to yeah i'm sorry we're putting bill maher on the uh mount badmore mount <laughs> bad, the opposite yeah. of mount dadmore and it's at the lowest trench of the ocean mm-hmm. and you get trapped and it, you actually get trapped in there for all eternity yeah it's kind of like uh what they did to i think megatron and one of the transformers <laughs> movies didn't they do that to one of the transformers they threw him in the Marios trench <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Wait, the movies? I listen. I swear I'm that be real okay, if it hasn't happened in a movie, that's happened in the comics. We can ask I Lex to figure it out for now us. To everyone, I I have seen nary a second of Cade Yeager. I couldn't tell you anything about Cade Yeager. Is that his name? Cade Yeager. Oh, that's his name. That's his name. I couldn't tell you any, but I've heard nothing but good stuff about. I I've heard more good stuff about Cade Yeager and his adventures with the Transformers than I ever have the Shia LaBeouf era. So, yeah, he only had the one movie, right? No, he had three. He had like multiple, dude. The what? Uh, you've never seen the Transformers about like the sword? Oh yeah, the the King the Arthur Transformer. Like, I was wrong. They didn't throw Susan. Wait, who's the oh uh, who's the underground Harriet Tubman? Harriet oh, Tubman fuck. worked with the Transformers. You don't remember that? I need to watch. <laughs> I need always... to. I need to do like a a quadruple feature of all of those and John Carter of Mars all the same night. <laughs> What uh, what substance will you be consuming while watching? Probably like, mushrooms, just... so that my 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 body can leave, uh, <laughs> my soul can leave my body and go to Mars. You could go see, uh, you could see uh, uh, Michael Bay like Kojima just did recently. It's true. Um, I was wrong. They did not throw Megatron into the Marianas Trench. They throw him. They threw him into the Laurentian Abyss, which is off the eastern Whoa. coast, the off the eastern coast of Canada, in six thousand meters in depth. Um, Sick, dude. at the end of the first Transformers film, the U.S. government drops all defeated Decepticons into the abyss, hoping that the extreme pressure and frigid temperatures would destroy their bodies and hiding the evidence. But in Revenge of the Fallen, the Constructicons, Ravage and Scalpel, dove down there to unearth uh, Megatron and reactivate him with a piece of the Allspark. As uh, you say this, you make these movies sound good in my brain, which I remember them being bad, but that could have been... Listen, I've had a spells cast on me before. Well, look, I don't think I, if you watch these again, mud flaps and skids are not going to be good. (laughs) 
<laughs> what makes you say that, Alan? I think maybe their humor... is the voice talent of Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob. Yeah, man. Ooh, Tom, I don't know what you did for this one. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but... I don't know about well, this. We'll have to wait and see. We all, we're, me and Alan are now Transformers fans, Bayformers, and we're going to have to... We're going to talk about it. I, I, I should point. watch that one with the sword. The one with the sword sounds cool. I want to see... That I want to see Optimus Prime say Harriet Tubman. <laughs> that, that's so cool. Uh, that is very tight. Oh, you know what else? Is, you know what's what's the opposite of cool? Hot, fresh, hot pizza pie. Oh, you pizza, pizza. <laughs> It's still a, hey. We I mean on a prior episode we did discuss if Little Caesars was a dad and what his son would be. <laughs> Younger, big Caesar, right? Because he would be tall. Because he would be married to a, a Aaron Esurance, I think. <laughs> they would be a. Or do you think they're the same age? Because Aaron Esurance is like has been around for like a decade now. But she was an adult in the cartoons. Oh, do you think? So wait, are you saying that he's that she's married to Little Caesar, or yes, Little Little Caesar? And they have a son, but the son's tall, like Aaron shirt, like regular size. So is he also is he also more of a flat uh, kind of like flash animation art style? <laughs> he looks like their house looks like drawn together, but it has a lot less like um, sexual assault jokes. Oh man, I'm working on this pitch. It's gonna happen. We should actually have a mascot. That's that should be. Russ, in like 20 years, that's going to be like the metaverse TV show that everybody watches is all the yeah, mascots. So all the mascots like hang out in like VR with like I your mean, favorite. I that's what Food Fight features. was going to be before the code got stolen twice and then lost once. You know, Charlie Fino is going to be there. Food Fight is really like kind of prescient in that way in that it's basically like we just have all the mascots just hanging out and running around right. with each other. That's just everything now. Charlie um, Tuna... Charlie the fruit, Tuna. The fruit snack bat that I don't think was based off of a real character. You mean the gay bat's not a real character? I don't think the gay bat's a real character, but he could be. I it don't would, know. I would be so fucking like stoked to hear that there was like some sort of fruit snack you could buy <laughs> that, the, that the creator said, yeah, the bat's like an old gay guy. He, he's, <laughs> he's like a guy that's like really into Broadway plays. It's like, okay. Okay, whatever, my friend. <laughs> That's a weird choice for your fucking, uh, for your, your fruit snacks, I guess. Like, I didn't, it, you know, Wendell, I don't know. We don't know Wendell's sexual preferences. He, if he's just an older gentleman, you know, who's, who's committed to his craft, but I don't know. What could that say about him? I don't know. He is a yeast freak. We know that. <laughs> I, we have talked about yeast freaks. I don't remember if we established that meant you like to fuck or you just like yeast a lot. Now that's just that was what you called yourself for a while in 2020 when you were getting into sourdough. You called yourself the yeast freak. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that has nothing to do with sex. So yeah, no. No, that's, that you just like. And, Wendell is a hundred percent a yeast freak. He's a yeast freak. You can be an asexual yeast freak. Maybe most yeast freaks. That's are asexual. my Twitter handle now. Instead of the pullout king, I'm the asexual yeast freak. <laughs> That's I've got a good. yeast infection in my brain. And my new Twitter handle, by the way, is Dr. Pizza Stone. Oh, Sakai. Good morning, It's Dr. Pizza Stone. Uh, Wait, is it actually? I'm a... Wait, what? Is it? You're just Alan still. You could be Dr. Pizza Stone Alan. I could, I could just become. Let me see if anybody's taken this. I'm not even going to mention this. I'm not going to mention on the show. I'm going to edit this out so nobody takes any, any ads or anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, doc, Dr. Pizza Stone, I've been, I've been cooking more and more pizzas, Russ. More wow. and more these days, I've been cooking pizzas. I've, I've upped my pizzas to two times a week. 
is wow. that I will cook a pizza. Um, the I usually crust do. Is a must. Well, that I'm so glad that you said crust, Russ, because I'm I am I've decided to go on a little pizza journey of my own. Uh, much like Senku uh, created the journey of science all the way up to uh, go to space, uh, I am I am striving and reaching for the stars and creating the ultimate pizza, uh, and that begins with the crust, the foundation of your pizza. So I've right. been trying to. We talked before about um, that that the King Arthur specific pizza flour, and I've been using that recently. And I do gotta say, it does that flour. I made I made one today that I think was like the perfect. New York style pizza crust. It had the perfect amount of like airiness and, and chewiness. And it doesn't get any of that. Some of the bread flour I was using, I think got like too chewy. This was like the perfect level. And I, I found out the right ratio of like how long I need to let it rise and whether I'm going to let it rise in the fridge or out on the counter, that kind of thing with this one, I let it rise on the counter overnight and then I like needed it some more and then let it go for like another two hours before I finally like uh, stretched it out and put it in the pan. Um, and it turned out really a good airy, but really thin crust pizza. Um, do you see the picture I posted of the pizza, Russ? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Let me, Oh wait, I didn't put it in the discord. I mean, send it. <laughs> so this one, I've been trying to do a, uh, here we go. So I tried to re recreate that always sunny pizza that uh that we had in Portland uh, because right. I do happen to have hot honey on hand. So I did pepperoni, jalapenos, uh, hot honey, and then I didn't. This was kind of a happy accident. Um, I didn't get chunk pineapple at the store. I got crushed pineapple, and I gotta say, I think crushed pineapple might work better on a pizza than normal pineapple what does. Oh, what are you? What the what? Sorry, I diced up the jalapenos. They're not pickled jalapenos. There's fresh. Alpinos. Honestly, they weren't as spicy as I wanted them to be. Um, I, I, that was the one drawback to this pizza is I wanted more heat. Uh, the hot honey is not really that hot. Um, but uh, I, I think if I had some, maybe I'll replace those peppers with something else. The pizza was very good. I used my normal cheese blend. But now that I think I've got a, a handle on the crust and I know a different, a few different variations of crust I can do, whether I'm feeling like with a thin crust or I want something a little bit more. Uh, chewy or something. I feel like I have good enough like uh, timings all figured out for how long I want to let it sit in the fridge or on the counter or whatever, depending on what I want the crust to be like. So now that that's leveled out, I want to get, I'm going to move on to the sauce now. I've just been using canned sauce this entire time, but now I'm going to get back into to making making the sauce. Uh, the sauce is boss. Yeah. The so that's is a must, but the boss is sauce, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that these crusts, uh, I've been putting them in this metal pizza pan that I put on a pizza stone. So it's not directly on the stone, but I'm considering now that I've got the crust pretty much figured out and that I don't have to worry about it kind of like falling apart or anything. I might start like I've got a big pizza peel and I might start like, uh, you know, throwing it in the oven and then pulling it out again. Uh, now that I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll hold up fine and I won't have to worry about it. You know, maybe that'll get me a little bit extra char on the bottom of the pizza. Uh, so far, the pizza stone has helped because it has that even heat redistribution from letting it sit in the, the oven at like 500 degrees for a while and soak up heat. But uh, mm -hmm. but I think I might try to put that on on directly on the stone next time. The other thing is um, I thought Taco Bell was out of the Mexican pizzas, but I went and had one yesterday. Oh, my God. The return of the 
the pizza king. Yeah, they. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like this must be like a because I was talking to my dad about it, and uh, no, he's my mom. I was talking to him about it, and I said like, "Yo, did you ever get the Mexican pizza when it came back?" And she's like, "Yeah, I just had one like a week ago." And like, wait, what? Uh, they they said they sold out so quickly. It's not true in our market, I guess. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, are, are we closer to like the uh, the taco factory or like the uh, <laughs> the, the, the ingredients the, warehouse? The the Mexican pizza comes from the sea. They catch them. They're actually aquatic life. They're like a uh, manta ray, and they pluck them out and serve them with sauce. Ooh, give me, give me on that bug snacks island. <laughs> oh, bug bug snacks. Oh, um, that, that was, but I tell you what, Mexican pizza is still good. Uh, they said they're going to make it permanent once they figure out their supply chain issues. Thanks, Brandon. But we'll see. Brandon, once again, come on, man. Come on. Russ, you had any good pizza lately? Um, damn, I had pizza. Good pizza lately. Did I talk about getting chicken bacon ranch last time? I think you did. Fuck. I did have a just a Papa Murphy's Hawaiian. Ooh. Hawaiian classic. It's fine. I don't know. Is that just ham and pineapple or is they got something just else? Just ham on and pineapple. The regular crust, but I'm starting to get the feeling their thin might be better. Just cuz it's a, even their thin's a little bready, it's all too bready, but you know. I whatever. Think, I I think I've 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 turned around. I used to I like pineapple on pizza, but it wasn't like my favorite topping. Um, but I think a pineapple paired with like a, some sort of spicy element really works well. I don't know what it is, but really? I think like a spicy and the spicy and the sweet is tough yeah. to beat. And so the, the thing, the thing about the, the crushed pineapple is I feel like it caramelized a little bit better and it also didn't get like kind of dried out when you have like, you know, when you have like dried out chunks of pineapple on top of the pizza because it's like closer to the heating element or whatever the fuck in the oven. Uh, Cause it's like on the top. This didn't have any any problems with that. Uh, it was kind of goopy though, like kind of like a crushed pineapple, you know. So it's like a like applesauce kind of texture, but still good though. Lots of God interesting, damn. lots of interesting in- innovations in the pizza space. Uh, and speaking of which, speaking of the pizza space, Little Caesars takes over from Pizza Hut as NFL's official sponsor. Wow, this is huge to me. This is like this is life changing. I feel like. Very rarely do I feel like a food influencer, but I feel like our podcast somehow put the energy into the universe, mm-hmm. um, did something, and made made it made Little Caesars the king. It's it has definitely, nothing to do with this culture war shit. It's definitely not. Doesn't have to do with inflation, meaning everybody has less money, and so the five dollar uh, the five dollar hot and ready is is very popular right now. Not uh, that. Well, okay. Is the five dollar still five dollars? You're there and everywhere. I imagine there's like a Costco hot dog situation where there's a guy like holding his employees at, gu- at gunpoint <laughs> saying like, we will lose money on the hot and readies, but we must keep this, this is the only thing holding society together. <laughs> this is the only thing keeping society together as we know it is the $5 hot and ready. And if we lose this, uh, the social, con- the social contract will collapse if people don't have a $5 hot and ready. <laughs> That's like, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, uh, Okay, like in terms of like amenities and stuff like that, it's like indoor plumbing, electricity, five dollar hot and readies. Like those are the right. things we expect. Like you move to a new place, it's like I'm gonna get my internet set up. Oh, there's the there's the little Caesars where I can get a hot a hot and ready for five dollars. Um, <laughs> it they had they have increased it. It is five dollars and fifty five cents. Who I like five five five, but I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you were on the cane train, famously. That's true. <laughs> you like that with the guy smoking 
Y'all remember Herman Cain? Sorry. To yeah, he died that one time. Freaking Tropo Trap House. Yeah. He died from COVID and then everybody, <laughs> he kept posting about how you should keep going out and not wear masks. He's still probably, Herman Cain's Twitter account is still mad about like, Buzz Lightyear. So the, the, bio, the fucking biomort of Herman Cain is still posting online somehow. What if it became like, you know how uh, the McGruff Twitter account tweets about like, don't buy our counterfeit batteries. batteries yeah. <laughs> don't pirate movies. What if Herman Cain's really mad about like, like, uh, the gold standard or like stop watching turn and red. <laughs> like I would have voted uh, for Herman Cain if he's talked like McGruff, honestly. Right. Right. <laughs> Instead of like, uh, getting mad about seed oil. What was the food thing people were mad about before soy? Was it, was it not seed? Wait, before soy? Well, seed oil is it. Seed oil is number one, the impossible burger and slash soy kind of hand in hand. Yeah. Cause it has estrogen in it. That turns you into a cat boy. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. What were, what were people mad about? I guess it might would have been like Starbucks having red cups instead of Christmas themed cups, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it, I guess before soy really became mainstream, it was probably like some Starbucks coffee kind of thing. So in his account, I swear to God, I'm not going to look, but I'm praying if you're out there still following Herman Cain's account and he's tweeting about like, they need to make Christmas themed cups again. I'm still <laughs> made from the grave. I'm in heaven, uh, and I and all the angels are looking down and frowning because uh, tis tisking. Uh, let me see, Herman Cain. Okay, let me see his, his the Cain gang. Uh, his last post was uh, March sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh no, that's way long. That's way later than it should have been. That was like almost a year after he died. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wanted to keep going. I, w- I was hoping it would just keep going, but the money's got to run out sooner or later. God, yeah, that's Brandon. the thing. Brandon made Brandon. inflation for an unpaid intern. If, if Trump Eli. won the election, Herman Cain would still be posting, is what I'm saying. He'd be True. posting from beyond the grave. He's, well, hold on. He might not be on Twitter anymore, but do you think Herman Cain might be on Truth Social? <laughs> Yeah, but they only tweet like once a month and it's a link to like an Instagram post. It's probably just spam now. It's like sexiest woman, big boobs, dot JPEG. I mean, uh, Herman Cain would love to see that. So that's, I'm glad they're posting that. Um, that would that guy a freak. He, he quote, part, quote you can bad mouth a dead man all you want. He can't sue your ass. It's true. Um, Arizona man goes viral on TikTok for cooking pizza, burgers, and hot car. Um, Joe Brown in Arizona has uh, gone viral on TikTok for cooking and melting down different items inside of his car. Uh, we Arizonans always say it's hot enough to cook an egg on the sidewalk. So I wanted to take that by, to another level by putting it inside my car. He has so far, far cooked pancakes, pizza, and hamburgers, and even baked a cake in his car, uh, as well as melted down various candies like gummy bears. Didn't, ben, didn't our friend Ben one time uh, drink melted gummy bears and choke on it? Or is that somebody uh... else? It was an episode of Hollywood Handbook where they talked about it. That was what it was. Why did I think? But Ben, ben did relate to it and say that they did eat melted gummy bears out of a bag. I think. I think that's what happened. Ben, if you're listening, which you're probably not, please let us know. Uh, let's see. Allegedly, please. We can't have Ben Pack sue us. No, we can't have Ben sue us uh, for saying that uh, <laughs> that he choked on melted gummy bears. It is dead. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the next episode we have them on. Um, the, the can't believe you died choking on melted gummy bears. Because uh, it re-solidified in your throat when you drank it. 
it, the Phoenix, the temperature on, on June 13th uh, reached 113 Fahrenheit and the inside of his car was 225 degrees. Uh, so he melted jelly beans on the dash of his car. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's hot enough to boil water inside of a car, I guess. So, you know, you could, sure, I guess you could, you could, you could sous vide something in a car if you could keep it constant. You could, you could cook like a, yeah, you could cook stuff in here. Okay, fine. Yeah. I was wondering how he's going to like cook a fucking cake or a pizza, but if it's getting 200 degrees, he, he could do it. It'd just take a while. Uh, I don't think a pizza would be very good though. No. No, it's not going to be good because you should really cook a pizza like as high as possible. Probably like what an artisan pizza place, what annoying thing an artisan pizza place would do. It's like slow cooked pizza. This pizza took two hours to make. Do you know that they've got fucking like sous vide air ovens now, where they've just got like super tight control of the air temperature, and it's like you just sous vide it in air. That's a Whoa. thing now. It's fucked up, but it's like one of those stupid smart ovens that has like QR codes on the frozen dinners you reheat <laughs> or some bullshit like that. So it's like nobody would ever buy it otherwise. I'm getting kind of bummed at this point that all those don't have like a like in 90s movies has like a little uh, Tamagotchi face that goes like, I love you when you make food. with. We them. should put VMUs in all of our appliances. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Now what appliance I- should get. I listen, we, we still have not had a proper flubber situation. Not the flubber. Smart. I'm house. talking about You're his th- robot wife. Oh. Or smart house situation. Yeah, smart house. I, Alan goes smart house. I go flubber the, his robot wife who lives with him, who, um, who marries him at the end of the movie so bad and then died. Well, didn't he marry Benson? Didn't he marry the, the robot at the end after she came back to life? No, no. He just married the regular woman. That... Gross. He should have, uh, the, the, he should have done a situation like, uh, like fucking blade runner 2049 where his uh, robot wife projects a hologram on top of his real wife. <laughs> He's he's polyamory. He's polygamous, but with a robot wife and a and a real wife. That's <laughs> gonna be the, so that's gonna be the future. That's gonna be like what Elon is doing in like three years from now. He's gonna be like fucking his car and his and his girlfriend at the same time. Um, I was like, whatever happened to that lady? She became a house. She became a house AI. She became a house AI. Um, this is some news out of Tampa Bay, Florida. Dooned in base pizza skiff delivers fresh hot pies to islands and sandbars in the Tampa Bay. Uh, there's a pizza skiff that is driving around in, uh, to all of these various islands in Tampa Bay and they're just dropping off pizzas. Uh, Jimmy Buffett involved in it? No. Um, Jimmy. so they, they deliver. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to see, do they make the pizza? They sell whole pies, cheese and pepperoni for $20 a pop. Usually on the beach, busy weekends. Uh, he takes most forms of payment, keeps the food hot in a fancy onboard warmer. Uh, it's also Florida, so it's not going to get that cold anyway. Uh, I don't know if he's actually making the pizza is the thing. Or if he's just like, is this just like, <laughs> just Domino's. is this just like, you know, like Uber Eats, but on a boat, like boat Uber Eats. You know what I mean? Hey, I'd, if, hey I'd have a good time if I'm just chilling on the beach, drinking one of my brewskis, and then the pizza boat came by. Okay, it is from Madison, a place called Madison Avenue Pizza. So he is partnered with a pizza restaurant to deliver their pizza to the public. You know, that's not bad. Partnered with a with a fucking local pizza restaurant to deliver their shit to people on boats. Okay. Oh man, what if he was dressed like a pirate when he dropped it off? That would be cool. He should do some theming. If you're gonna have like a <laughs> just be just having a boat. Or he could be theme. dressed like Jimmy Buffett. Or uh, what's the name of Jimmy Buffett's uh Jimmy Buffett Give an OC or something. Kids book. He has a kid's book. 
Uh, yeah, it's the Jolly Mod. <laughs> yes. Excuse me. You don't know Jimmy Buffett's Jolly Mod? Jolly Mon? Like, uh, like yeah. Jamaican? The Jolly Mon. You, you should look up the Jolly Mon. I think you'd like this dude. Okay, Jimmy Buffett. Let me. Uh, I'm. I dude, feel like I this is gonna be. Jolly Mon. A, I feel like this is gonna I read be another. That book as a kid, it was sick. Okay, this isn't like a Cinnamon situation. It's not problematic that that he's doing this. Uh, I don't know if it is that Jimmy Jimmy Bo- Buffett and Susanna Jane Buffett wrote it. The Jolly Mon. He caught a fish. Had adventure. Sailed around in a boat. Sounds pretty good. This guy looks pretty cool. I mean, I got nothing but mad respect for the Jollymon. I've got a picture. I I don't know if I can't remember if the Jollymon was a dad or not, but he's not on Mount Dadmore, but he owns. He's sailing. Yeah, he's sailing in the river around Mount Dadmore. He, I see. There's a picture of him pulling a guitar out of the water, and it looks so fucking tight. Uh, pretty cool. We got nothing but bad respect for the Jollymon in these parts. Pretty cool Jollymon. The Jollymon guitar also has a dolphin on it. That's very sick. It is very sick. Um, um, you know, you know who's the sickest guy I know? Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god, this is a huge month for Sonic too. There was so much fucking Sonic news. Holy shit! So usually uh, Sonic, you know, he's so freaking fast we can't catch up to him. Hence no news. And this week it feels like he slowed down, um, and allowed us a peek into his. New frontier. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Sonic is like the the light of a star, many light years away. We see, we only see like the after images of Sonic. Oh my god! Uh, so there was an interview with uh, with. <laughs> if, it's funny the thought that you know. Remember how? Uh, what game is it that said it was a? Oh yeah, it was Sonic the Hedgehog, where um, if like you could get stuck in one of the zones, it was a glitch. It was actually one of Doctor Eggman's deadly traps well every time there's a frame rate issue in a sonic game it's just seeing sonic is going so fast that we as humans can't perceive it at full speed mm-hmm. oh yeah oh wow instant transmission <laughs> yeah. uh, and if sonic clips through anything it's because his molecules are vibrating too fast all of the flash yeah all of the flash and also he's uh he's doing a bunch of crimes in hawaii right now and the cops can't catch him uh no, just like the folks. flash um so there was an interview with T- Takahashi Izuka, um, who was talking about the reactions to the fan game, and he, or not the fan, the the fan reactions to this new game. And his first thing is that he says people don't understand it because people were saying like there were fans on Twitter calling for the game to be delayed because they didn't like it, and they're like, uh, you need to change this, please. We don't like yeah, what we're seeing now. As the number one Sonic Frontier fan, who already has it pre-ordered, I'm now the stand. I'm pre- I'm defending this game with my fucking life. I've got a I gotta pre-order Tactical this. Tactical vest on. I'm waiting for the fucking uh, the fucking what's that stupid website that uh, does all the the like the the FPS monitoring and like between different uh, versions of digital, the digital foundry. Digital I'm waiting port, for the, yeah, the digital dig- foundry uh, breakdown of the of PS5 versus Xbox Series X. <laughs> yeah, Alan, you know what? Just to be on the safe side. Pre-order both. Yeah, I'm just gonna pre-order every platform. Sonic. Uh, I'll, I'll play. I'll play it every time. Uh, so he said it's it's a completely new type of, of play what we we really wanted to think about is where we need to take sonic for the next 10 years uh what kind of gameplay do we want to start building out to keep people excited for the future sonic frontiers is that next step for the next 10 years we hope the fans believe in us and that they enjoy what we're showing them we're looking forward to when they get to play it and really understand what it's about uh I, have any of the trailers featured the the wisps is that what they're called there's no wisps i've not seen any wisps Nary a wisp, so that's already a big plus in my book because of somebody who doesn't really like the wisps. 
Um, I hope I'm not getting direct. It is wisps because uh, there's okay. wispens, <laughs> the weapons that are. What made am I thinking wisps. of? The will of the wisps. The will of the wisps. Ori and the will of the wisps. That is definitely that's not like an Austrian game. I think. Uh, director Moria. It's so weird that Microsoft has their own title with Wisps when Sega was producing Wisps back in the day. They should have patented Ori, Wisps. Ori, your ass. You're at, Ori, I'm taking you the fuck down. You and your little owl friend, fuck off. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of this this glowy forest bullshit. I, I played like 10... I played about an hour of your game and I went, eh, it's not as good as uh, Hollow Knight and then never touched it again. So, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck everything you stand for and fuck the forest. Um, director Morio Build a damn fucking garage over it for Ori and his damn forest. You should uh, pave Ori's forest and put up a parking lot. It's the only podcast that talks shit about Ori of the forest, but then defends Sonic Frontiers. I, I will defend Sonic Frontiers to my last <laughs> di- dying breath. <laughs> I will never, never, ever back down. Rorschach voice. You will look up and I'll whisper no. <laughs> Sonic Frontier. Director Morio Kishimoto has described Sonic Frontier's open zone mechanics uh, as, as the following. Level-based platformers often have a world map. Our open zone is a world map, only we've made it entirely playable. A playable world map that includes stage-like elements is something that really hasn't been done before, so we had to come up with a new name. Um, nobody has ever made a playable uh, central hub world that you go to other places in. It's not they, been done. They haven't. If you don't play those, you slog through them. Breath of the Wild, more like Yawn of the Wild. Oh, I like that they're... Red, they're, Red they're, Dead Redemption, more like Red Dead on Arrival. Okay, listen. Sonic Frontiers is breaking new frontiers. Okay, listen. Uh, what's the Starfield game? More like Star... Uh, more like Bar- Barfield. <laughs> more like Garfield, because it looks like they're taking Mondays off on that game. Yeah. Um... Nobody can run. You can't run around this fast. And not even an Elden Ring. Can you run around this fast as Sonic? <laughs> Elden Ring, you're kind of slow. Now they do have that one. They do have that one. Is it a talisman or a shield you can do that lets you do like a, a lightning roll? Like one of the sheep. Uh, you can roll up in a ball and, and charge with lightning. Uh, that's something you can do. Fun- it is very funny that Alan's become like a Elden Ring speedrunner. I still haven't beaten the game. I, maybe I won't ever. <laughs> you should do it. It's a good game. Honestly, you should no, maybe I, just wait until the DLC comes out and then beat the game then. Oh my god. Um I well I just need to I'm I beat the fire giant. I'm still still there. I set the tree on fire and then I went to the sewers and got my ass handed to me again and then I Have you fought Moog? You need to find an What? Moog? Have you been to the the Mogwin dynasty? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you have to go to the the, the blood dimension to meet Moog. No, I don't want to go to the blood dimension. The blood dimension's pretty cool. Also, did you go to the deathbed dream? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The deep root depths. Oh, you can fight. You you can uh, you can uh, you can go see uh, where Godwin's buried and uh, go inside a, a dream to fight a dragon. Pretty cool. God damn, I got it. Okay, well, I feel like I there's a lot of sh- there's like Russ. You were like seventy five. Oh no, I've I've I went to the deep root depths. That's where you. The three guys come at you, and I beat them at the first try, and I felt really good and smart. Yeah, well, if you talk to Fia and do her quest line, then she will let you into the. She'll let you fight a a, a dragon, and then you get now, Fia's dead already. Oh well, fuck! I don't know. You probably can't do that then. Fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't worry about it. It's not. It's you just need that. I if you gave want to a get guy home. a. I gave a guy a dagger and it got his ass handed to you. No, that's fine. That is how you pro- progress our quest. You might have. You might have. Well, maybe you've already done it because I don't think the guy comes and kills her until after you do the dream. No, All she did was kill the guy and fade away. So I don't know where she is. Oh, she's in the deep depths. She's right next to where where the, you fought those three guys. Oh shit! She's well, like right behind it. She's like underneath the big fish monster that's Godwin's body. I'm a, I'm a little uh, uh you know I haven't I haven't been talking to anybody lately. Maybe Fia would like to give me a hug again. You know maybe you can get another hug for Fia. Oh I, boy, I think so. You folks, can, yeah, you can do it again. We gotta wrap up podcast here quick. I did beat Room Factory Five, by the way, but I haven't really beaten it because you didn't get laid in the game, isn't it? Yeah, I have not fucked. Have not had a kid, which is the only reason people play. You know, people fuck in real life or have kids is just to be like, yo, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I can quit. I, I got a platinum life. I did it. I got that's, what, that's what separates a good daddy from a bad daddy. Is a bad daddy's like, I love my child. And then a bad daddy's like, yo, you see that thing? I got, I got, guy I got like, my thousand gamer score. I'm out of here. <laughs> you see that little guy running around? Yeah, I fucked. That's him. That's the product of that. Shout yeah. out. That is cool to have proof that you've had sex. That, <laughs> just like at any point. You can just point at this kid's like, see? See, look at that. I did that. It's that's- mine. You can test his blood if that. you don't believe me. <laughs> yeah, get a swab of his DNA. 23 and me it. Uh, speaking, speaking of having sex, uh, Sonic probably won't be smooching any more humans, Sega says. Oh, come on. Uh, this is okay, another thing. Maybe I won't defend everything about Sonic Frontier. This is another thing from the, the Izuka uh, interview. Uh, they were talking about uh, Princess uh, Elise in uh, Sonic 06. And said that uh, though he didn't work on that particular entry, entry, I don't think we'll be doing that again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no more kissing humans. But does, do you think you might kiss another CGI animal? You know, they're. I mean, if they're promising the level of freedom, I'm expecting. I think you can kiss and fuck whatever you want, but you don't have to. And in, fr- in fact, I think the game probably discourages you from doing it, but you can if you want. I think it's going to be the sex box. That Mass Effect was supposed to be. I think it's going to be Fox like News a talked about a fable style morality system where the more you set, the more you have sex, like the more stinky you get, or you have like tattoos or something. <laughs> I you. you could get STDs in that game. Could you get? Or you was could, that a? You could get STDs in the game. I'm so happy that made it in, and so much. <laughs> I like if you, you when you eat vegetables, you get a good angel point, and when you eat meat, you get a bad uh, devil point. It's really cool. That's tight. That's so fucking cool. I, I, and the Germa playthrough, he just like walked around farting in town. <laughs> I think he made made him evil all like from farting too much. You know, Fable rules. three, not a very good game, but I'm you know if the next Fable really sinks, doubles down on the good stuff from that second one, uh, we we could be having a good game. Here. Fable three was maybe like the first game that kind of like broke that spell for me. Like, man, games really <laughs> suck sometimes. Yeah, sometimes a video game really could just be ass. Yeah, like this this was just I don't like any of the choices they made in this one. Why why make the pause menu a different area that you run around on my Xbox 360 that is screaming in pain whenever I put a disc in it? Yeah, my Xbox 360 it has I have to wrap it in a towel so that it gets hot enough to to <laughs> fucking cook the the thermal paste back onto the graphics card again. Uh but So sick, dude. Man, it we you know what? The one thing that, like, you know how, like, fucking old people now are like, well, I had to walk, I had to walk uphill both ways to school when I was your age. It's like, I had to fucking, my Xbox could die at any moment, and I was terrified. 
we would be like, we would like, no, 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 tur- turn off the TV. Like, is, the, is that the Xbox making noise? Oh, thank God, it's not. Okay. Like, that kind of thing. Like, because uh, Xboxes could just, like, randomly, like, fucking explode <laughs> back then. Our first Xbox, it didn't, we never got a red ring. Neither of our Xboxes red ring. But the the one, the, the, U- the USBs in the back, well, in the front, too. Anything that was connected to the, would you call it the motherboard? Yeah, they got one. Yeah, um, all of the USBs died. <laughs> that happens. And in an in an age where you only had two USB chargers, and I don't even think that the I can't remember if the voltage was high enough to charge the controllers. We couldn't charge our controllers anymore, except on like the one computer that had like a external USB. <laughs> this is so sad. And then um, and then we also didn't have a, a line in for our Xbox Live upstairs. Oof. So. We couldn't put plug in the external uh, antennae for the Wi-Fi. Remember that? Oh, God. Yeah, that was the thing. The, the original ones didn't have Wi-Fi built in. You had to buy a little clip-on or, or, or right. use Ethernet. Fuck. So I think we traded in a bunch of PS2 and GameCube games, which probably, in retrospect, are now worth thousands of dollars Probably we traded in. Yeah, all my copies yeah. of, like, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger and stuff that I traded in, like, 2006. For three dollars, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's worth way more now. Right, right, right. Well, I think now, um, after trading all those, and we got like an Xbox 360 that was Gears of War two themed. I, I, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and that's the one that would make a chainsaw revving noise and go make the. There was the Halo. Killed all the grubs. There was like the Halo Four Xbox for a while, or no? There's Halo Three Xbox. No, I think it was the Gears of War Three. Actually, I can't remember which. I think Gears it was two. I, I think it was two. Was it two? I, I played so. a lot of two. I have fond memories of two. I don't know if any of those Gears. Those Gears of War is good, right? We like Gears of War. I played. Chat. I played all of the Gears of War games except for the tactics or whatever the fuck. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> They're they're solid. They're fun. Like they're fun, stupid shooters. I like a cover shooter. I tried to play that fourth one on Game Pass. I went, nah, not for me. I mean, that um, one's not that one's not great, but it's it's a it's a competent. Like it is a Gears of War. That's a Gears of War, all right. Um, I've got a theory, Russ. A game theory. Oh no! Sonic fans think that Frontiers will be set in Sonic's memories. What the hell? Wait, what uh, the hell? given the Wait, fact is that it's gonna Sonic... be a San Francisco driver. No. Is it what is that? Wait, dri- wait, driver uh you mean the the quiet man? The... No, no. <laughs> I wish I was talking about the quiet man. No, it's the 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 Sam the game where you were a guy in a coma and you would Oh, that was Driver San Francisco, wasn't it? Yeah, thank you. Oh my god, I've been feel ghastly here. Yeah, Driver San Francisco. Uh so this is somebody I just want to play that game. It looks sick. Given that Sonic has amnesia in Frontiers, and that we're seeing Sky Sanctuary in a Green Hill-like level, what if he is reliving his memories through cyberspace levels, and you gain context and piece the story together with each level? Um, this is also that he he's separated from his friends, who are just like weird holograms that he can only see, um, and has to be guided <laughs> through the open world by the disembodied voice of Amy. So maybe this, this is, is a like stranding game. Maybe the, or maybe this is like his Tony Soprano like coma dream. Oh shit, dude! Sonic has to repent for his sins. Don't yeah. go towards the light, Sonic. I, I Sonic's like I, I was there with my mom, and I had to get on a bus. <laughs> Sonic comes out and finds a postcard, and he says, "Life is worth living." Yeah. 
Uh, he just he keeps repeating that to fucking everybody he, over the next, like, six months because he thinks he's had a profound moment from reading a postcard. So sick. So fucking sick. Man, so much dick. Man. He, you know what? Not a good dad, but... <laughs> what are you talking about? Great dad. Great dad. I'm gonna bought AJ a car. Well, that's, like, all you need to be a good dad, I yeah, think. He, yeah, he gave Meadow the car. Yeah, it was her friend's car that he, <laughs> that he stole because... Uh, he, her dad, Gambling the dad addiction. owed money, but uh, you know, it's her car now. Forget about it. Oh, oh man, less so, yakking, more whacking. So fucking, wa- so fucking cool, man. Um, huge news: Big the Cat and Froggy confirmed for Sonic Prime. Yes, I did see this in real time. I did see the tweet pop up. That was like from the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter account. That was like, yo, it's happening. He's here. Remember him. He has a fully voiced line, and I don't think it's it's not John St. John, is it? I don't think so. However, you know what? I'm just happy he's back around. Shouts out to the king. Big the Cat. Which if you, Did you see that post going around of how Big the Cat was bigger than um, Bowser in the latest uh, Olympics game? That's good. He should be. We need to get... We need to make, we're going to become Big the Cat feeders and just keep feeding. He's going to, he's going to look like a damn deviant art post by the end of when we're done with Big the Cat. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. He should be bigger. Also, is he a daddy to Froggy? I think they're more friends. I guess so. I think, I think uh, Froggy, Froggy and Big are more of an RRR situation. That makes sense. They did save, they did save like a Flicky underneath a bridge <laughs> that one time. Yeah. Uh, Flicky, FFF, Flicky fight. Freedom. Froggy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Uh, this, this Sonic animated series will follow him as he journeys through a strange new multiverse on a high octane adventure. Uh, Whoa, is fucking uh, Vertical and uh, Man, Horizontal going to show up? God, I hope they fucking go to like the Zone Prison. They meet Zonic, <laughs> Zone Cop Sonic. Like if you're gonna Violate. do if you're gonna do multiverse shit, at least do the cool like stupid multiverse shit they did in the comic books. Like, and that is basically fucking Loki in the Central Time Authority or whatever the fuck they call that shit. You know, they they let him do it. Let let him meet Zone Cop Sonic. Let him meet Zonic. <sighs> That's what they should do. Um, we won't get that though. It'll just be like him going. <laughs> America's through. not ready for that. America's not ready. People, I mean, you look at the kids animation section of Netflix and you look at the anime and you just know that's they're, they're weak. And even the, and I mean, like, like let's face it. The Netflix anime section is mid mm-hmm. when you're, uh, is it? It's okay. It's well, mid I'm, except for like, uh, okay. You can watch Evangelion, uh, Hunter X Hunter and one piece on, on Netflix. That's true. And Devil May Cry Baby. And, and JoJo's. JoJo's is on there now too. Right. So like you can watch some good shit, but there's so much there's like Saint I mean like Saint Seiya. I know like some like fucking El Salvadorian person's gonna get mad at me for saying Saint Seiya sucks. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, I've never got I I've always wanted to get into Saint Seiya. Like I feel like there's some good good eating there. We just need to find it. I think my uncle might have a Saint Seiya tattoo. I can't remember if that's the series or if it's something tight. else. I think it so, is Saint Seiya. Do you Seiya. know the whole thing about Saint Seiya in America? No, what's the what is the thing? Um, America for some reason, either the it was super popular in Mexico and they were going to charge out the ass for it. I have no knowledge about it. Please don't yell at me if you know like the internals of ADV and tsunami or whatever. But I, I I did not. Um, but for some reason they selected Ronin Warriors, which was a total Saint Seiya knockoff Fuck. for America. 
which is the same thing, guys in armor, color-coded armor, but the difference is that um, these were samurai, and their color they were primary colors instead of, like, gold and silver and shit. And that Ronin Warrior is my first anime. I loved it so much that I hated when Dragon Ball Z took its time slot. But being wow. a child, I would just watch what would come onto TV, and then I wound up getting really into Dragon Ball Z instead. So, so you know. You know what? It all worked wrote, out in the end. Yeah, so I always was like, you know, yo, maybe Saint Seiya's got something to it. Maybe maybe there is good eating there. Maybe I'll find it. I think this maybe is. My, what's that? I think this is what my uncle has a tattoo of. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to, listen, you're going to investigate the Bayformer movies. I'm going to investigate uh, Saint Seiya. I, you know what I think we need to, to prepare society for, like, the, the Sonic Zone Cop show? That Michael we... Bay's Saint Seiya movie? No, what we need is we need an American Don Brothers. We need, we need something Shoot. to shake up the kids. We need something to uh, confuse and alienate children. Yeah, we need, we, need, we need something that'll, like, we need, like, Twin Peaks for, for like, five-year-olds. <laughs> it is definitely, like, super toyetic, like... What, the Red Ranger has a literal action figure that shoots out of his arm and fights for him sometimes. Yeah, sometimes he turns yeah, into, but, like, a little a little guy. But for every two minutes of, like, toys being thrown around the screen, there's also 18 minutes of deeply confusing, un- borderline, not uncomfortable, but, like, unsettling. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the bestial cop that just grunts and runs around like a zombie and like grabs beef off of people's plates in a restaurant. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know if I, if I was a kid, I would probably be pretty weirded out by that guy. <laughs> so sick. Also like, like the, uh, the shadow, of the hedgehog guy's wife turned evil. And then like the wife guy's wife turned evil for a little bit. And then she got hit by, then she got hit by the motorcycle. And then, uh, and he got mad and wanted to kill all everybody in traffic. Like a lot of a lot of weird shit's going on in this. A lot of stuff going down, and you know what? It makes it'll all make sense. Trust the process. That's the thing is, by the end of this, it's all gonna make sense. I just wonder. I want to know who's in charge of making it this weird. Like, is this something like is one guy making this so weird, or is like everybody's like, yeah, we're we we came together to make the weirdest uh, Sentai show. Like, what's going on here? I want to know what well, the, pro- still the process is. Zetsu Saibat, what's his name? Zubat. Zubat. You need to watch that one too. That's a good, another good Sentai you'd be into. Yeah. But I, a guy who walks around in a cowboy hat and is the best in Japan at everything. Oh, so <laughs> he he's like kind of the original. Momo, yeah, Taro. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of the original Taro. Fuck. Yeah, and he he just like uh, here. I'll send you a link sometime. That sounds cool. Yeah, he he defeats the most the, the best football player from America. It's tight. That sounds pretty sick. Now, does he have uh does he have an a themed uh style of attack and transformations that I cannot relate to and I have no idea what they're talking about at all? <laughs> I get I'm no well uh I don't know. Uh so here's the other thing. I, I, the subs the subs uh don't translate all the cool puns that the characters say whenever they transform. Did you catch that, Russ? No. So when the bird when the birdman transforms, he says it's Toriki, like Tori <laughs> bird, but then it's tricky. Oh, okay. Yeah, he says that, and then the the professor guy, he says "mookie mookie," which is uh, which means muscles, muscles. But "uki uki" <laughs> is the noise that monkeys make in Japanese. So he's doing a oh pun my. based on that. Oh my! And then God. and then the the shadow of the hedgehog guy has a dog pun, and then the <laughs> and and then I don't know what the fuck Momotaro. He just says it's a festival. It's a festival. 
And he's like waving a fan around and then mysterious people carry him in and off screen. It's the coolest shit in, in the world. It's very cool. And he also the whole thing of them like getting guns that they just like pull rip cords on and are like like fucking Beyblades. Like that is I don't know what's going on there. Oh, I don't know. And the little poker we chips. Tell our friend Tom about it. The little poker chips they put inside the gun that makes them do different transformations. And then somehow they go back to the coffee shop, man. So sick. It, it is really just like, yeah, the golden seed from Twin Peaks when he, when he like, <laughs> when he deflates inside the Black Lodge. It's like, I guess that's what that is. I don't, you can get turned into a coin or something. Um, there was also that one time where the, the principal man turned evil and he trapped the souls of all the students inside pieces of paper that were burning. Uh, and they had oh, to like, they had to listen to all of his orders or else, uh, or else he would burn them or something. It was fucking weird. So, so nuts. Fucking weird. Uh, eventually the pink ranger is going to go full evil and that's going to be fucked. They're going to have to kill that man. Um, they're going to have to kill a wife guy, which is maybe the saddest thing. Sometimes has to happen, but it's the most tragic of deaths. Yeah. They simply just love their, they simply love their wife. It's un- the most understandable sin is loving your wife too much. <laughs> It's the most relatable. Listen, instead of save the cat, I'm going to change it to love the wife. Love the wife. <laughs> love the wife. The ultimate. Well, um, screenwriter's guide. Um, I've got a character you might love, Russ. I want you oh, to tell I me. Hope this guy's a wife guy too. No, this is a this is this is on the opposite side of things. Tell me uh, what you think about Honey the cat. Ooh, what do you think she looks like? Honey the cat. Honey the cat. Honey the cat. Um, probably wears like uh probably wearing big old sneakers and Jinko jeans or the Sonic the character equivalent of Jinko jeans and some sort of crop top and then some crazy hair. Okay. The real answer is that she kind of looks like Nico Yazawa, but a cat. Wait, what the fuck? Kind of look at this picture. Wait, where is this from? How do I, how do I not know? This is from Archie comic or this is like new, new, more recent Sonic. Right. IDW now, right? Yeah, Cause she's got a 3d model. Um, they should do that for all characters, yeah. by the way. It's it's cool. She is a female Mobian cat and fashion designer, founder of her honey clothing label. She works to promote her products in any way possible, even by entering a fighting tournament. Um, her her company slogan: If it's not sweet, you're not wearing honey. Uh, so she oh wears this God. like red and black dress with like spikes coming out of the bottom, and then she has like spiky like lace cuffs on and like coming out from behind your ears. And she has like twin tails and like an orange-ish coat, like a uh, like a beige-ish orange kind of coat, uh, and orange eyes. She's friends with Amy. She took part in the Chaos Emerald Championship in Casino Park, Park, uh, which was a fighting tournament. Uh, there should be more fighting tournaments in the Sonic universe because I would read those arcs. I, I think, think every, I think all of fiction should have more fighting arcs. I can't think of it a single. There needs to be a tournament uh, arc in every single thing. <laughs> what, like Stranger Things, put a think... tournament arc in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have L fight a... Do, do a psychic tournament. A, the other characters from Stranger Things. Uh, the, the, kid, <laughs> uh, the kid with the braces and uh, Finn Wolfhard and uh, yeah. the other ones. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I, I had a second there. I felt like there was a time in my life where I would have gone to Wikipedia and looked up all the Stranger Things characters' names just to be... Like, just to know what was going on. Like, I have to know what the biggest show in the world is. So I got to, like, know all the characters' names. And now I'm sitting here like, who's the David Harbour? He's Jim Hopper. Yeah. Jim Hopper, the, your everybody's favorite Hellboy. He, I still he, need to watch the. I do need to watch that. I just want to watch it for Baba Yaga at this point. <laughs> 
So let me see Baba Yaga. You're always going off on the Baba Yaga. Well, I, I, I love the Baba Yaga. Who doesn't love Baba Yaga? Is there a monster girl with a, a Baba Yaga, but it has sexy legs? That would be something that, of- that would be something that like interspecies reviewers is going to have some, at some point Fuck where it's like, you have to go, you go inside the house and there's like where her actual body is, is it part of the house or something? So sick, dude. Oh man. It's so fucking cool. Uh, man, that shit, that shit owns. Uh, so honey, the cat, uh, she's part of this. She's part of this, uh, tournament. She fight, faces off against Tails and uh, used a trick to knock him out of the ring, uh, which is not cheating because all, all is fair in love and war, and it, it's not, not cheating. Knuckles beat Bark the Polar Bear, and uh, Honey went up against Sonic and offered to throw the fight, knowing that he needed the Emerald to stop Eggman, but Sonic wanted to give the crowd a show, so they fought anyway. He won by throwing her sky high. Despite her loss, she enjoyed the experience and then excitedly watched Sonic and Knuckles brawl in the championship. Uh, until some bullshit would happen with Metal Sonic. Her personality, while upbeat and friendly, she's also a determined businesswoman going to such lengths to join a fighting tournament and hire the Freedom Fighters as models in a vain effort to advertise her products. She's like that one girl from My Hero Academia, except actually good. You know, the one girl from My Hero Academia that's using it to just promote her hero products or whatever the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. They never do anything cool with her. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the most characters in most. Hierarchy. Yeah. That, that's that guy is really good at coming up with characters and then he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Nothing really fun happens. I, I have not seen it yet because I've talked shit and I haven't seen anybody be like, yo, come on, man. Are there still, uh, my hero academia stands who are out there? Like, yo, it's still, it's still heat. It's still fire. People that have shit. only watched the anime and aren't reading the manga. I think. Uh, that does make sense. Okay, you got, but, yeah, but got you know me. what? Maybe, maybe, maybe this would be one of those mangas that's like drastically improved by its adaptation because they shorten some shit, or they like, or it just plays better on TV or something. You know what I mean? Uh, it's kind of like you know, like the last few Harry Potter books. It became clear that she was writing them as she was imagining a movie and not actually just writing the books. You know, I think maybe that, that implies that those movies were any good. <laughs> No, they weren't any good, but she was thinking about them as a movie because she had already been making some of the movies. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's the thing is it tainted her, 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 the way she viewed her own work. And I think wow. maybe this guy, this guy fucked it up too. Uh, he, what it should be is it just pure manga bullshit. It needs to be like fucking Jujutsu Kaisen where this guy has a fucking power that they take like 12 pages to explain about like all the different like uh, conditions for his pachinko machine. To, to give him a to give him a stat boost or whatever the fuck I think any more of that right, please right. I uh, don't know I kind of want more ancient bloodlines I'm sitting here I think okay Alan I was thinking about this the other day why mm-hmm. does every like successful teen pro like teen kind of more youth oriented property mm-hmm. um eventually go back to bloodlines is there like a fucked up thing about society that leads us all back to like Oh, it's actually part. They're actually part of an ancient demon bloodline or ancient devil bloodline or this or that. You know what I mean? I mean, eugenics. Harry Potter did that. Naruto did it. Yeah. Like, is there this weird eugenics thing that you become rich and successful? And then you're like, well, it must be because I have an like a great, great uncle who was actually the smartest guy on earth. Well, I mean, why did I hit it big and all my friends did it? It must be that. I mean, well, I mean, there is the whole thing of like, there is like people people want to believe that there is another explanation besides inherited wealth, I suppose. <laughs> and that, so that means that like, not only wealth, isn't the only thing that's inherited. It's also uh, ability and stuff like that. And that's why everybody in charge is this is the son of the guy who was used to be in charge or whatever. 
But it's just, but like I don't think the my hero maybe the my hero guy came. We don't know much, you know, because manga are pretty private. But J.K. Rowling, did she come from money in any way? I thought that her old she's British, story, so she inherently she... believes in the class structure. Obviously, <laughs> you got me there. Yeah, yeah. That's so just even if she was not DNA. involved on the upper levels, you're saying there's she's still like, well, I mean, obviously, she. If you are a British person and you don't and you still like and you don't hate the government and like everything about Britain, basically. Uh, then you, that means you believe in the queen, and that means you believe that there's royal power that's passed down, <laughs> and that everybody is in a proximal zone to it. And she just had secret, yeah, exactly, secret. Oh uh, yeah, I get yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, but in her case, it's so, like you can you can be a hero even if you have dirty blood or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Except thanks, not jo- really, because it turned out that Harry Potter was the secret. Spoiler alerts for Harry Potter, everybody. God forbid. The fucking, uh, he was the deadly hollow man. The... He was the hollow man, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, oh my, oh my god. It's your turn invisible. Uh, but, man, it is just some weird, it is a weird reactionary impulse that people are like, yeah, we do love to see when the divine right of a king gets, uh, restored. <laughs> this is funny to have the superhero comic be like, uh, anybody could be a hero. Just some people's heroes are, some of these heroes are actually, their dad is part of this lineage. And there's like weird eugenic stuff, but in the end, you know what? Family comes first. Look, Adam Sandler shouts out. All they're saying is that sometimes people are just born different, and they're just like, "I'm built different. I'm built different than you guys. I, I'm fucking yeah. Moy Taro, and I uh, cannot lie. I cannot simply lie. He's Don of the Mama the Taro Don Momotaro clan. The Don Momotaro clan. The glowing bird eyes. Yep. Everybody watch that show. Everybody watch Don Brothers. Don Brothers is so fucking weird, man. You should watch that. Um, it's very Tired. good. Um, I like shit that goes hard, and that shit goes hard. I can't. Shit, it. That shit does go hard. Uh, Honey was a scrapped character from Sonic the Fighters. Did you know this? I, you know what? Now that I look at the image of her, I do recognize her. But I will. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. There was like a fan mod that re put her into the game, or was it an official release? Oh. So do you know what the do you know what's even funnier though? She's based off of a she's based off of a character from uh from this game, uh Fighting Vipers, named Honey. Uh that that, that is wearing pretty much the exact same outfit. Oh fuck. How cool is that? Okay, so that's funny. So she's a test model, and they put her back in the 2012 version, as I'm seeing here on the Wikia. And but I always thought that was a fan thing, so I just thought it was an OC for years. No, that's that's what's weird. She's like a she's an elevated OC, kind of. She's the elevated OC, and and and, it, and she is exact. She is almost like the the perfect OC because her design is just a reference to another a design from another video game that they liked. Uh, I mean, pretty cool. Fuck, dude. You know who? What of the greatest OCs of all time? You got Honey the Cat. You have that guy who dated Blossom in the reboot of the Power Rangers cartoon. Which I know it's that's debated. But. Wait, no, no, you mean you mean the power the Powerpuff Girls, not Power Rangers. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. The power the guy who put his own character in to date Blossom and the Powerpuff Girls. That's pretty funny. There, there's proof against that, but whatever. I'm gonna say it's real. It's real to me. Damn it. it yeah, it's it, like pro wrestling. It might as well be real. Who cares? Well, we we the the switch got flipped. We're 51 percent internet, 49 percent online now. So now the the yeah, internet exactly. says it's real. So now it's real. <laughs> it's real to me. Yeah, uh, and you know what? It's your fault. It's I mean, it's the animations industry fault for making teens or like tweens dating lives the 
what cartoons are about now for some reason, and I don't yeah. really get it. it well, I blame it on Gravity Falls, but <laughs> I, uh, it, it is weird. We shouldn't have done that. It should have been. It should have been like more things about like forty year old men like meeting like femme fatales. <laughs> That's what all TV should be, honestly. It needs to be like fucking Dick Tracy and Moon Maid. Oh my god. Dick Tracy should have been on the Mount Dadmore. Fuck, fuck. God damn it. Uh, Dick Tracy, you're the Moon Maid? Yeah, we forgot about Moon Maid. I'm always forgetting about Moon Maid. Fuck. God damn it. Uh, Well, Dagwood's already on there. That's good enough. Dagwood's good. Uh, Dagwood was a star of some of the first uh, first Dogens, the, the Tijuana Bibles. <laughs> it's true. I forgot about that. That was so cool. The people in like 1910 were like drawing Dagwood with a big dick. So Jinshi. Yeah, American. Oh, man. And they were, they, people were cosplaying it at a Kamiket. That's what you they, always... that, Russ, that's what they had instead of the Ahagao sweater. They had a bunch of pictures of fucking Blondie. <laughs> Blondie Ahagao. It was like the com- comic Hepcat, which is just what all the hepcats went and checked out comics. A bunch of guys just like chomping cigars and like, yeah, that's a nice uh, blondie uh, wall yeah. scroll. Yeah. That's a Betty Boop if I ever seen one before. Hey. I, you have that, do you have that olive oil garage kit? <laughs> but it's made out of aluminum. Yeah, it's like, it's like cans ri- and shit. It's like, rivet- <laughs> like rivets and aluminum cans. Yeah. So tight. God, that's what yeah, we see- need to... Oh. That's what I want. That's what Bioshock Infinite should have been. <laughs> Yo, who actually reads Gasoline Alley? Guys like getting in fistfights. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. The mom from Rose's Rose is underrated. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't check many of the... the, the <laughs> I don't read many funnies lately. I'm more, of a, I'm more of a radio serial guy these days. Oh, man. That's like their VNs is like radio serials. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Check out more these like choose your own adventure pictures. That's choose more... your own adventure books. Yeah, jeez Louise. You know, John Carter was isekai'd. <laughs> he was the original isekai. Oh man, and I, I mean the Phantom who, was kind of like who could fade first... Tarzan? Who could fade Tarzan? I'm doing power scaling with the shadow. Oh. <laughs> uh. If the Phantom could only, <laughs> the Phantom could be anyone, but only in the jungle. <laughs> now, what could could Goku beat Popeye after he's had a can of spinach? Who knows? <laughs> just like everything, Goku. They were still debating Goku. They just knew Goku was coming all those years. Well, ago. back then it was actually Son Goku from the from the <laughs> yeah, Journey to the West. Journey to the West. That was the thing they were talking about. <laughs> Why was the Phantom always in the jungle, Alan? You can explain this to me, right? Uh, that was just people liked to, to go to like uh, like abandoned temples in the jungle. They were they just he just was always in a jungle. Every time I saw the Phantom, he's in the fucking jungle, and I n- never understood why. It's like he's a purple guy in the jungle. It's I mean I guess I'll a, never know. It's like a prelude to like all the Johnny Quest type stuff. Like you know what I mean? Like, I know, but but he, he he like lived in the jungle. <laughs> it's just that is weird because you would think he'd be more of, a, of like a noir like. Uh, but like, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of the Phantom, and it's like him standing in a swamp with like a wolf next to him, him like cra- <laughs> like on a raft on a on a desert island. Like, yeah, he's always in the jungle, huh? Um, I guess uh, we'll leave it to the listeners. Just DM me on Twitter. <laughs> Just be like, yo, should 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 I check out Saint Seiya or should I check out the Phantom? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what if, should I watch the Alec Baldwin Phantom? 
I, I've got a tattoo of one of the characters from Saint Seiya, and then I've got Doc Samson on the other arm. <laughs> hey, I like Doc Samson. Or do I? Is he bad? I, I think you might like Brock Samson and not actually Doc Samson is the thing. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, no. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking the Alan Moore comic that was like Doctor Strong or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That was a thing. He was also a thing in, in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, but because well, oh no wait he was he was in Twilight of the Superheroes in, in he was oh I'm thinking of Tom Strong I'm you're thinking, thinking of, of Tom, Tom Strong. Strong I don't yeah but no Doc Samson was part of uh of Twilight of the Superheroes because at the end he teams up with Batman and like I think of the Phantom <laughs> and like they kill That's Superman tight. that shit That's owns. So sick, that dude. shit we should actually you know what that is he's totally right superheroes are a fascistic impulse and we need to go back to to just like. If they're if we're gonna have like fucking superheroes doing weird colonialist fantasies, at least have they just have human powers now. You know what I mean? Right. We should just go back to that now. Uh, we need to go back to fucking your John Carters, your fucking uh, Doc Sampson's, your Batman's. Uh, Doc Sampson's a Marvel guy. I don't know this guy. Wait, did he? Give, wait, what? Really? He was he was portrayed by Ty Burrell in the uh, Ed Norton Incredible Hulk. Oh no 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 no! Not that Doc Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, oh, wait, wait, I'm thinking of Doc Savage. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking of Do- you were talking about Doc Savage. I'm too, thinking but... of Doc Savage. I did get confused with Doc Sampson, who is a guy with green hair and a red shirt from the Hulk comic. Um, it's, it is <laughs> Doc Savage. Too much going on here. But you know what? Uh, Doc Savage, Stan Lee said, was the forerunner to modern superheroes. True. It's true. He was just one of those guys that had uh, the Batman powers of just being a genius uh, martial artist guy who could do anything. So uh, sick, dude. And you know who the modern guy is that? The dad from Spy X Family. He's just true. a guy who can do, or Agent 47. They're both guys who could just kind of do whatever as the story, you know, calls for them to do. Uh, they should, after the success of Spy X Family, the next Hitman should be in the style of Spy X Family, where it's more about hijinks. <laughs> That, you know that murder. is the that would be if if there's one if there's one game developer company that could make a Spy X Family game it would be the IO Interactive people because that would be but very good. But they're making good. a James Bond game now, which means it'll probably be like the I was gonna say the first good James Bond game. But people like it, there's a history of James Bond being one of the better yeah game movie franchises because James Bond shoots people. It turns out it's pretty fun to shoot people in a video game. Yeah, it's fun shooting people, and I guess he was like. But maybe, I watched the wholesome direct, so now I hate it. Oh, oh I, I, I want to. No I want to. I want to learn about trauma from a puppet. Oh, <laughs> um, so sick! But uh, no, so the the fucking. Uh, oh wait, hold on. I was I was thinking about Doc Savage again. Uh, what was? Where were we? To, fuck! I lost my train of thought. God damn it! Oh, uh, Hitman! Hitman! Uh, the thing I think that I think they could really nail. Uh, they could make a good, they would, I think they can nail the parts of James Bond that I like, which is the weird, goofy bullshit parts of James Bond. Right. That's you the want only a pigeon. You want the double take pigeon back. I want like double take pigeon. I want like the laser pointed. <laughs> that's at, all like, I know. People ask me what I know about the James Bond franchise. I'm like, I watched, um, uh, quantum of solace when I was 15. And then I watched, uh, skyfall when I was 18 and then I know there's a pigeon that double takes. So I think my favorite movie is the pigeon double taking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, really realistically, what's my favorite thing about uh, James Bond it, in, in order it's uh, it's snake eater than Austin powers. Those so are, tight. those are the best things that have come out of James Bond. Uh, but 
honestly, an Austin Powers video game would be pretty cool. It'd be like a Leisure Suit Larry, I mean, but you do. They, did, they, I mean, the Austin Powers pinball game, it wasn't very good. And then the Austin, there were Austin Powers G, Game Boy games. There were those, and where you like press press A to like say. Oh, uh, the best part about it is that it, they had it split between two different. They had a. Uh, how do I explain this? Um, they it was Pokemon Red and Blue style, except it was. Austin Powers, O oh, Behave, and um, Dr. Evil's Welcome to My Underground Layer, and you needed both. <laughs> Whoa. This is like that time that uh, Crash and Spyro crossed over, and they had like the, the purple True. and orange versions of the game. They really loved doing the that. The orange one was supposed to be good. The Crash one was actually like apparently a good game. That's so, that's, man, that's so fucking weird. There was a time, <laughs> there was a time when they were just making two of every game, because like, we'll just get them to buy it twice. We just right. gotta change like 20% of the levels. Uh, that's so fucking weird, man. Uh, I don't, I, yeah, but they'll do a good J- James Bond game. A Spy X family game, I don't even know what that would be, because you just become like... Now like, they should just cancel that and make the Austin Powers game. They should, they should actually cancel all James Bond projects and turn them into Austin Powers projects. <laughs> You're always saying this. I mean, I'm always saying this, and honestly, I would, I would be okay with them canceling Spy X family and replacing the dad with Austin Powers. They should do that, too. Imagine what kind of hijinks he could get up with too if he had a if he had a psychic kid. Oh, so much, so many funny hijinks. Uh, man, what just if the laugh a minute? What if uh, what if that was the project that Seth Green like needed the ape for? <laughs> it's like Austin Powers Four. It's not gonna happen because they stole my ape. <laughs> it was gonna lead into it. Yeah, we're, we were gonna replace Scotty. Was gonna turn into the ape in the movie. We're gonna put him in a chamber and he t- turns into the cyber ape. Oh. And and he and just Mike Myers looked at him and told him like straight to his face he's like you know I made them re-record all the Shrek dialogue to do my bad, my bad <laughs> like, Scottish accent. Irish bro yeah Scottish brogue you so, know what I mean that's so fucking tight it's it's worth spending two million dollars for stupid bullshit it's so awesome God well the the thing the thing he forgot to tell him is that he didn't spend his own money to do that to re-record yeah, he Shrek spent Jeff Jeffrey Katzenberg's. Which is honestly the most pimp thing he, he he's maybe ever done is uh, make them re-record. Do you think there's a cut of the original Shrek dialogue? It's out there. There are clips of the the original. Um, What's he sound like? He's like hey, I don't think the hey, Mike. The, I I've not heard. I don't think the Mike Byers is out there. But the uh, um oh my god, Chris Farley, Man Cow's best friend. <laughs> I'm the only person on Earth who remembers Man Cow and not um. Why am I forgetting his name? Wait, Chris Farley. Uh, okay, yeah. There is Chris Farley dialogue out there. God, I thought, like the crow. He he was he was Shrek. <laughs> no, 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 no. I forgot that man the man cat was best friends with the crow and Chris Farley at the same time. Chris Farley because they were both super Catholic. It's true. It's true. Uh, and also, weren't they from Chicago or the Midwest or something? Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? Uh, oh man, all those SNL guys for Second City, you know. Uh. One one of these days, one of these days, we're gonna get a man cow documentary. <laughs> Turn it into a uh, to the moon Alice guy. What's yeah, his name, uh, uh, the guy from Honeymooners. Oh my god! One of these days, Russ, we're gonna track down the Shrek. We're gonna we're no one day we're gonna find that Shrek cut. Uh, I hope the ori- the the not Mike Myers Scottish brogue cut. Yes, yes, the they're not. We won't find the we won't find the Farley cut. Probably not. But we will get the uh, we will get the Mike Myers uh, cut, and hopefully we'll get uh, we'll get an even uh, more racist cut of the Love Guru. That's what we can only Hell hope yes. for. Finally, we can finally learn the truth of uh, 
Um, <laughs> what was his? Oh, why am I forgetting? Guru, Guru Boner. <laughs> What's his name again? In it's that something movie? stupid like that. It's so. The funniest uh, thing to come it? out of the Love Guru is that is that when that was movie was out on Oh Yeah Dude, somebody saw Jonathan at a gas station and said, "Hey, the Love Guru." <laughs> and he's like, "God damn it!" Yeah, Maurice. His name was Maurice Pitka. Um, I know that uh, the Justin Timberlake's character was named Lecoq because he had a big dick. It's pretty funny. Oh, Ben Kingsley pay- played his uh, yogi, and his name was Guru Tuggin. <laughs> so funny. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, we, you know what? Alan's gonna watch all the Love Guru. I'm gonna watch all of Saint Sia, and you, the listener, have to listen. Well, now watch the Love Guru. That's your homework. I should watch the Love Guru at some point. I should do it. No, you don't have to. I should watch the Love Guru. I bet I, we watched Zohan. Look, to... we watched Zohan, and it turned out that it was a pretty good movie. Oh, uh, hey, listen, I did listen to um the uh the two uh Talking Sopranos podcast. Uh-huh. Did I ever talk about this with you? No. The 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 two Talking Sopranos guys. Uh, um, I mean, Bobby Sharippa yeah. and uh, what are you gonna say? Is Bobby and it's uh is Christopher the other guy? Yeah, Christopher. Yeah. yeah. Um, those two guys loved the Zohan. <laughs> of course they would. They were uh, as excited about the Zohan as they were, um, uh, fucking, what's it called again? Uh, the Godfather. They were, they talk about the Zohan with such respect and they talk about how funny John Turturro is in it. And uh, arguably he actually is pretty funny in it. If you ignore everything that he does, <laughs> everything Look, it represents. Is he, but <laughs> I mean, him playing a Palestinian superhero was weirdly transgressive at the time, I think. <laughs> Who also produces a rap video in the movie? It was very strange. He like and he owns what? a restaurant or something too. <laughs> yeah. He's like a terrorist, but he has to go on the lamb, so he goes to uh Queens, New York. It's sick. He man. wears big sunglasses, and then at the end they bond over their love of white women of like of like uh isn't that the whole thing like they bond at the end of like they love old white women? Yeah, that was so strange, and that they wanted to fuck Hillary Clinton. Yes, that that is honestly that's maybe that is that that is a very good movie. That's a that's a way better movie than I think it had any right to be. And Adam Shouts Sandler got Zohan, so ripped. He got so ripped. It's the last time he cared, and then he spent ten years not caring. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, he must have been really squashed by that movie because he put all this time <laughs> into it, and it is a good movie. I think, it, it, other than being insanely racist for like you know. But all movies that came out in the Bush era were like super racist one way or another. But it was a right. it was a good Sandler movie, I think. I think it was better than Daddy Daycare. I'll give him that. Wait, he was you're thinking of uh Daddy Daycare was uh That's Sandler. Eddie Murphy. No, Sandler's in that. No. No, no, he's not. Sa- Sandler's in Daddy Daycare. No, I'm thinking of Big no, you're Daddy. Of... Thank you. I'm oh thinking of I'm thinking of Big Daddy. Go- Crazy on your ass. No, I'm thinking of Big Daddy. I'm thinking of Big Daddy. Uh, That's someone... Daddy Daycare was a Jeff Garland and Eddie Murphy vehicle. Oh, Jeff Steve Garland. Zahn. Sweet. <laughs> Great. And Steve Zahn playing. Oh, such a funny. He's such a funny. Um, He plays a nerd. And it's like, isn't Steve Zahn ripped? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, I do. So uh, here's. The... Oh, Regina King was in this. Damn. Uh, and oh, yeah. Angelica Houston. Uh, Man, they. Why did they have. Why were they in this movie? Um. What a time to have been alive. I, I got confused because that did come out around the same time as fucking Big Daddy. <laughs> and I watched them both around the same time. Well, I mean, and you're just confused now. You have too many daddies running through your head. on. You know what's even more fucking Dylan and Cole Sprouse were the kid. 
That's right. I forget about that every time. Jughead was the kid pissing on the building. And a lot of people do call uh, Cole Sprouse daddy. Wow. That's crazy. Didn't the other Sprouse become like a game producer or something for like a mobile company? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think that's what happened. Uh, I mean, you got fucking Riverdale and then the other one. Uh, uh, I, I don't. They own a brand. They have some sort of brand together. <laughs> well, folks, do we have a brand on our hands? They said, okay, here's here's what I've got here. Their favorite actor and co-star is Adam Sandler. Dylan has said that Adam is a role model in acting, and they learned a lot about comedy from him. In mid-2010, uh, he, oh, he has a art. He does, like, photography and stuff. They went to NYU. Blah, blah, blah. They were ambassadors uh, to Japan or something? That's uh, tight. Oh, Dylan has commentated a few Super Smash Bros. tournaments. That's sick. That is pretty cool. It seems like, so Cole Sprouse is the one that's Jughead, and he's, he, I think he more, does more of the acting, and Dylan, I think, just kind of chills. Yeah, he's just he's just playing Smash Bros. Yeah, that playing about Kirby's move set. He did produce a video game. I don't remember how long he did after that. But now he's like a photographer guy, which means he Yeah. That's pretty honestly, that's pretty tight cuz this is I, I imagine having like a fucking Dead Ringers type situation where you've got like a very successful brother and you're like <laughs> a, you're an identical twin to him and it's like, hmm, if I wanted to, I could just pretend I was Jughead. I don't have to actually be on the show. Or do anything, but I could just pretend I'm Jughead if I wanted to. They, they call each other and like Dylan or Swap Cole out. is like, my fucking agent fucked me. And then Dylan's like, yeah, I hate Bayonetta from Smash 4 still. That's what I'm mad about. <laughs> and it's like, wait, let's trade. I'll deal with the agent. You deal with this Bayonetta man. Yeah, if they ever have like, do you ever wonder if they're like, fuck, fuck acting. They just switch. And you just, nobody ever. Noticed. That's what I'm saying. It's a dead ringer situation where they're just swapping out. Oh up. shit. Uh, that's, oh. that's what they got to do. Uh, but then they start, but then, but then the one who's not normally Jughead starts d- being more like Jughead in his day to day life. It starts bleeding oh, over. Yeah. Oh man. Dude. Jughead, man, Jughead's gone through a lot of shit right now. Right now he's hearing voices from alternate <laughs> dimensions in his head. It's got like Randy Orton. Yeah. Right. He got, um, the devil went inside of his mind and, op- and opened the door to his mind. And now he's hearing thoughts of people from other dimensions. Fuck. Um, it's very, very weird, very weird stuff going on. Um, also, uh, there, the new plot line is that Betty is too mentally ill and bisexual to marry Archie. Because she's got, oh, because she's got serial killer genes and she has a darkness inside of her. And That's she, how all girls have let me down when I ask them out. They're just like, I'm too mentally ill and bisexual, Russ. I can't handle this right now. Honestly? Relatable. That's the new getting... I, I, good. You know, in like uh, an old 1950s cartoon, like, want to go on a date? I got to get my hair washed. Now it's like, I have to. I'm mentally, sorry, I'm mentally ill. (laughs) I do bisexual right now. I got to go. I don't have the spoons right now. Sorry. I got to watch RRR and then. um... I got to eat hot chip and lie. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Anyway, Alan, speaking of, I think we should go eat food. Yeah, well, I already ate my pizza for dinner, but you go eat, you oh. go eat your shit. Oh, that's right. You live on the other coast. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be eating uh, by watching some delicious anime. Oh, baby. That's good eating. Yeah. That's good content. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess until next time, live and learn. Live and learn. Live and learn.